Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Don't come close to anything that belongs to me. Yes. He is my, my property. <laughs> so, oh, oh, oh. You better. Now, first of all, where did they get off talking about he is my property? <laughs> You know, and I'm Wait only just now realizing how how uh, problematic that is. Jack and Edge could have been like, they could have <laughs> never said, she's my property. I mean. Moesha would have wrote the longest thing piece <laughs> if them niggas would have ever. Dear Vibe. You're right. She was. Jagged like, Edge got me she, fucked up. She was. She was, you know, teen feminist Moesha. Yes, she Absolutely. would have. She would have been irate. I was thinking about doing that one or, um. You know how it do, and you know how I fuck. Can I get your name and number? Cause I want to see Skeeter is what I want. <laughs> Skeeter is what I need. I'm just glad I knew it this week after I did not know the TLC song. Last I went and looked it up. First of all, I have to, and I have to applaud you. Mm-hmm. First of all, your rendition was pretty spot on. I tried. Like, it sounds eerily similar to the real thing you know i did the best i could but wow what an anthem i just what a song it's like you wrote it and i can well yes but i really see now why i thought it was a disney song at the beginning yeah they deliberately make it sound like some flowery bullshit and then it gets super real i read a comment from somebody that said that they had like looked over that song for a ridiculous a ridiculously long time mm-hmm. after owning the album because they just heard that beginning part and were like, no. no. And they didn't realize that the turn up lied just <laughs> beyond that. Oh, man. That happens to me so often. If a song loses me in the first 15, 20 seconds, I may never hear the rest. If the song loses me in the first, like, 12 to 15, I usually will skip ahead to about 60 seconds or so. And then if it's still, if I'm still like, mm, for another 10, then I keep going. <laughs> okay. Because especially songs today are like three, four songs in one. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you never know. Okay. But anyway, welcome back, uh, ladies and, and, and gentlemen. I 
I'm Marseille Martin. And I am Brittany Patillo. And this is the read. Little is in theaters this weekend. I'm pretty sick. I'm missing the premiere right now. I know, right? To be here. Which, you know, work. Responsibilities and things, but wish I could be there. Cannot wait Dedication. to see it. Dedication. Taking Noah to see it Friday night. We're going to the movies. Ew. You're <laughs> such an auntie. I really am. I just needed an excuse <laughs> to go see this. Like, I didn't want to feel <laughs> like like the only auntie in the room without, you know, a nos or a nephew. <laughs> Child, I'm going to see that movie Dolo. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Hey, your baby better shut the fuck up too when I get there. I don't oh, give a fuck what you're that. talking about. Good luck with that. It's going to be hashtag black girl magic all through them theaters all well, weekend long. Fine. I can't wait. That's, oh, I just saw Captain Marvel, by the way, finally. Oh, did you? And the babies were in there too, but they were quiet. <laughs> were they? they were, I got to hear the movie. Huh, well, I don't know. Were they older kids? They weren't babies. babies. Mm, they were, you know, nine. Yeah, see, nine is fine. Nine is fine. But I tried to take, I never forget, I tried to take my little cousins to go see whatever kid movie bullshit was out. And they were like five and three. Oh my God, nigga, never again. Played myself. Yeah, you did. I really did. I could have told you not to. (laughs) The five year old had to go pee like six times. Of course. I was like, girl, why are we eating? Absolutely. And didn't go before I left the house. And the last time I took Noah to the movies, we went to see Moana and she pulled the same shit. Yeah. Had, just had to pee. So I don't bad. have to go yet. And then once we got to the bathroom, I need to go pee at your house. I'm like, girl, we but not leaving. No. I bought these tickets. We watching the movie. That's how they are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with me. So this public restroom thing, sis. I don't, I don't do that. Not for me. <laughs> She's like, I need to so pee at a house. If we could leave, <laughs> go pee, then come back. I'm like, sis, you begged to see this movie. I have spent real dollars on the tickets. What you don't understand is we're still seeing the movie. <laughs> I just have to pee at your house. What is the confusion? Because we cannot go to my house and come back, child. So See, this is where you lose me. I don't know what you're talking about. She's a little older now. I think she's going to be excited to see little, you know, Marseille Martin to these young kids. She's probably like, I'm trying to think of what teenager I looked up to. Probably Brandy. Ooh. They're probably like she's Brandy like, was Brandy was up there. Yeah, who was like the little teen actress of the day? Maybe the sister sister girls. The sister sister girls. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Yeah, I I remember I remember you know Brandy, Tia mm-hmm. Tamara, maybe Raven. Oh uh, yeah, uh, kind um, of. Listen, Raven Raven was that girl. I mean, yeah, but like consistently working. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of like girls who were a few years older than me that I kind of like looked up to. Oh yeah, Raven was like a little yeah, bit a little my younger. Age. Right. Yeah, I forgot. I just I just remember her as like the adorable little girl from the Cosby yeah, Show. Yeah, right. So. That makes She's probably a taste older than me when she was on the Cosby <laughs> Show. So. And now she's from every country in the, in the world. Why do you want to What's the problem? <laughs> she said what she said. Um, oh man, what are we even talking about? Black excellence. Hallelujah. So this week in Black Excellence, um, first black owned urgent care center in Brooklyn. Amen. On oh, display wow. today. So Dr. Uh, Tamara Moise, or is it Tam- Tamara Moise? I don't know. She's a doctor okay. and a hottie. And physician assistant Watson Fields, mm-hmm. they co-founded Big Apple Urgent Care. It is the first Black-owned urgent care center in Brooklyn, New York. And let me tell you something, 
So they decided uh, that they needed, especially like areas in Brooklyn, like East Flatbush and other places, mm-hmm. that they needed to have more community focused care, like personal. And this doctor says that she's the daughter of Haitian immigrants. So she also oh, understands nice. that the culture and seeing your people mm-hmm. being able it to matters. speak to you in your language. Yes. You know, understand that all of the home teas, they just yep. didn't do it this time because mm-hmm. you had the same home teas <laughs> or the same, you know, right. leaves that you boil in your kitchen or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because we go to the home remedy first. Right. You know what and I'm saying? somebody who understands auntie's ways. She yes. Knows, she knows That's how, what I'm how saying. your uncle do. She know how the people do because she is the people. It matters. It makes Cersei a Cersei tea, it didn't kick it this time. Right, see? So what else you got? And I heard that stuff is... Revolting. It's just you really have to feel bad. So bad. To choke it down. It's got to be like, well, I'm already dying. So uh, let me just have. Did some y'all of that. have to take castor oil? No, castor oil was never a thing okay, for me growing amen. up. All right. No, amen. I never. Castor oil was one of those things I used to always see on like TV or in cartoons. Yeah, my grandma did that to me twice. Oof. Just twice. That bottle sat in the in the bathroom like menacingly. It was scary. When we were sick, we got honey and eucalyptus. And that oh, shit well, is that delicious. delicious. With a little oh. bit of lime. Wow. Yeah, a, a, a hearty treat. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It was like if, if it was like if Vicks was candy. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so good. Wow, I'm pissed. <laughs> I remember being a kid and so I'm mom. so pissed. Mama, because the jar would be too high up in the fridge. So I'd be like, <clears throat> Mom. <laughs> mommy. Mommy. I, I'm sick. Can I get a little bit? No, you can't have any of the <laughs> Wow. No. So delicious. We didn't have none of that. We had honeysuckle like, outside mm, on the vine. Honeysuckle is good. Not when you're sick, but it's just good. So um, shout out to these uh, beautiful, amazing bar people doing great things right here in the city, in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. where I heard you girls got the measles. So Yeah, and you know where that's at, too. It's <laughs> <laughs> so over there with them whole whites. Because niggas, frankly, we don't do that. We take our kids to get they shots. We don't. Got all mine. This shit that y'all are doing, (laughs) I don't understand it. Measles is so incredibly fucking contagious. Like, all somebody has to do is have it in your vicinity, and you will get it if you haven't been immunized. That's why it's 300-some-odd people in Brooklyn right now walking around sick as fuck. And some people can't get immunized, so it's, like, even more important that the ones who can go do it. But that one, what was her name? Jennifer something? Jenny something? She got everybody thinking that shots cause autism. Oh, her. That goofy bitch. (laughs) So now these crunchy ass, rich ass white people who also another reason they don't do it is because they kids are not going to like public school. They don't need. But that. But so when you go into public school and all that, you do have to get immunized. Them schools will not enroll your child. Right. I mean, yeah. So it's like, bitch, you're taking your baby to go get these shots. Like, no. But these free range organic motherfuckers think they can just, you know, holistic tea the measles and mumps away. And bitches don't work like that. Like I said, I am a girl who does not scoff. At holistic care and me ways. either. <laughs> but then at some time, sometimes sis, you gotta use right. You gotta use a the little thing sense. is like we have these vaccines because they used to kill thousands, if not millions, of people. Like you don't consider it a big deal no more because people don't die of this shit no more because the science has given yeah. us the medication. So it's like if you would just work with us, just you know, a little bit. <laughs> Just a little. Uh, and it's just like, why are y'all so scared of autism? And why do y'all believe some bitch who used to like 
hold up cards in a bikini on a TV show as opposed to science and research. It's right there. Oh, anyway, look, you done got me off on another tangent, but... B.O.B. had these niggas talking about driving off the edge of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> look! Okay? When you get on I-95, don't take that last turn at Albuquerque. You'll drive right off the edge. You'll drive right off the edge. I still haven't heard a single flat earth truther tell me, you know, why exactly we have not found the edge of it yet in all these years. Why haven't we found it? Where is it then? How come niggas are not falling off constantly? I bet it's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you just looking off of that horizon. Mm -hmm. mm, I I bet you... I mean, can it even be a horizon? Like, what it happens? I don't think you have I don't a horizon. That's, I don't think that's how it works. Can y'all explain the horizon? <laughs> Where, how do you do that? I don't know. Hey, y'all. Listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place, and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like, this could have been easier, okay? We've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print, or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like mm-hmm. my own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. Oh God. Anyway, anyway. So um we have a pop culture segment on this show. It is called Um Hot Tops Behind Animal Lines. Mm-mm. And this Mm-mm. week. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. Just a couple of things to check off um, here. First of all, Beyonce graciously allowed Netflix to release a trailer of her upcoming film, Mm -hmm. her documentary, uh, Homecoming. 
Because, honey, when I tell you that I was secretly hoping that it would have been something else, just to watch the internet burn <laughs> to the ground. Right. I just, I, you know, that yeah, would have been shit. so much fun to witness. Because <laughs> I would have had a blast. Font, and it was that Beyonce yellow. So I was like, I mean, I be. fully knew that it was. But yeah. just the fact that it was, I mean, come on now. Like, Beyonce been Beyonce <laughs> for a while now. Right. I wait for her to say the things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That didn't come from a Beyonce account. Came from Netflix. Now, you know, obviously, but just the little, the little cynic in me was like, <laughs> ooh, let and this they, be like Dear yeah. White People season, season three instead. They sat on it for a day so mm-hmm. that we could just continue. Yeah. Guess. They knew we did the marketing for them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we really did. Yeah. And Netflix was like, yeah, bitch, that's why your prices went up. Oh, you was mad at that email, huh? Oh, mm-hmm. I bet you ain't canceling now, huh, yeah. bitch? Oh, yeah, you was real mad. Mm. But we had to pay Beyonce. So, <laughs> so. so. What give you, us what our the money fuck do you so want we can give this? it to her, bitch. Um, so it says here, Homecoming presents an intimate look at Beyonce's historic 2018 Coachella performance that paid homage to America's historically black colleges and universities interspersed. I love the word interspersed. Me too. It's a good one. I'd love it. With candid footage and interviews detailing the preparation and powerful intent behind her vision, Homecoming traces the emotional road. From creative concept to cultural movement yes, to Blue Ivy sitting on the top of you girls' heads <laughs> <laughs> and reminding you that you won't miss a single count because you can be replaced. Bitch. The signs have been there from the very beginning. I don't know why you girls are shocked. Blue Ivy was perched on her daddy's lap when Kelly was pregnant with her young king. Yes. At the VMAs. Directing her mama from the audience, yep. like, bitch, I know you're going to miss your marks because you always do. Let me shit. tell you something. So if you would just watch me, watch me. I've got this. Isaiah, I'm, I'm doing it for right you. Here. Right here, girl. To see her front and center, again, Beyonce behind her, studying Blue, the architect, the master of this shit, and the rest of the girls simply lining up and being in formation with her and then braids. <laughs> I said, we simply must stand and prepare for the new Supreme. She's here on this earth. I feel like not too long after that footage is a moment where Blue yelled out, okay, cut! Cut the music off! Cut the music off! And got up and walked to some girl probably <laughs> towards the left center sure, somewhere yes. and tapped her on the shoulder and was like, now I know you thought that I didn't see you. Mm-hmm. Just miss mm-hmm. that last hair foot. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, there, are, there are, are dance classes, there's the music industry, and then there's what the fuck we do here. Oh now, God. if you can't take this seriously, there are a million other girls and guys out here who will. I'll fire you. She, she ain't got to. I will make sure that you not only never dance mm-hmm. here again, mm-hmm. you never dance at all. That's right. Again, because your spirit will be so broken that you just won't return to the yard. Is that what you want? Cut the goddamn music back on. I'm done playing that's with these exactly, girls in here. I know that's how she talks to these people. Since like four. Because she has to. I know she's like, now look, Keisha, Keisha, Keisha. You see me here with my real hair. Braid yeah. it up, bitch. You see me. Individuals. Absolutely. Ew, ew, ew. I got 30 braids on my hair, bitch. I don't understand. You back here with your wig. I mean, it's secured. I like it. Ponytail is in place. Ma'am, this should be much easier for you. And yet, what is, 
It's something about, bitches, three and a half swivels to the left, and I'm, you're cutting it off at two and three quarters, and you think I can't tell. <laughs> Bitch, I can tell. Like, Blue Ivy absolutely has to make sure those girls are on top of their shit. She punches into the rehearsal space with large Tom Ford mm-hmm. glasses on. Oh, she does. And an iPad on her head. Mm-hmm. Behind her is, like, Ashley and Chris Grant and, like, you know, Jaquelle and them. Yeah, and then she stands that. in the center of the room and is like... I just want to remind you girls, mm-hmm. you don't have to be here. Right. Do you, you don't have to be here. I mean, because if you don't want to be here, I can replace you. It's not difficult. So you're either going to show up and act like you want this or you're going to get out of my face. Okay. It's simple, straight like that. The the genetic makeup mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is my mama, that is my grandmama, that is my great-grandma, that is me. Right. Okay. That in itself is the cake and the frosting. You girls are sprinkles. Okay? You girls are sprinkles. Break it down. And we can remove one sprinkle and still have a tasty treat. I need you to hang on to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Okay? Because if I double tap you on your shoulder today the way that I'm feeling, girl, it's the end. It is curtains for you girls. All right? Now, the rest of these motherfuckers ain't going to have the attitude, but I will because I deserve. Know who I am. Get to it. Let's put the music on. Like, I just, I, I, yes. I saw this, mm-hmm. this commanding spirit yes. in this gift mm-hmm. from quite early on. Yeah. From, honestly, from the Hello Blue Ivy Tumblr. Absolutely. The first photos they put out, I said, this child is here to shake the motherfucking table. Okay. Fire in the eyes. You can see the fury in her fist already. So, Beyonce put that little two and a half second clip of Blue showing them how it's fucking done so that you hoes would know never to guess about it again. Blue Ivy is in charge. Them bitches fall in line and that's it. I know Blue won't even say nothing to her mama in rehearsal, but when they get like in in the jet to go home, (laughs) she's like... Here are my notes. Now, I wasn't going to say nothing to you there because you know you my girl, I'm not going right? to embarrass you in front of your little friend. But here's how to tighten up. I made some notes for you. I put some gifts and emojis in there as well so it looks pretty. Mm-hmm. We can discuss how you're feeling about it probably in the morning mm-hmm. when you're feeling, you know, refreshed. I know it was a long day. I'm going to let um, you know right now, Beyonce, I'm, I'm reserving three entire days for the getting to the money choreography because I just, no shade, I worry about you and the girls. <laughs> A few of these moves are a little complex, so I want to really make sure y'all nail it. So we're going to have to push this back maybe a week or so, but it's just important for the integrity Absolutely. and the quality of the show, Beyonce. I think you understand where I'm coming from. Thank you so much. Love Let you lot. Let me lots. know in the morning. Don't take this personally. You know business is business. Family is family. Love you so much, girl. Let's work together. Um, I can't wait to see this. I know that it comes out on Wednesday of next week. Oh, yeah. I'm imagining he's probably going to drop at midnight, though. Right. Probably so. So, so I'll, we'll I'll watch it when I get up. It. Yeah. I don't think this is something where we'll have to skip being in the studio. Yeah, no. I don't think it's so. on demand. So. <laughs> right. The joy of that being, you know, the day and age we Amen. live in. Amen. Um, also, you know, her other babies are in there, so you didn't have to, like, rush and, and <laughs> snatch pictures unauthorized and stuff. Like, Oh, man. Did you see where that came from? Matthew is doing tours of his office, and he has that hanging up somewhere. Oh, is that where that picture yes. came from? Matthew. Oh, no wonder. Right. So that's why I was like, Beyonce was probably like, I, she probably looked at the picture and she has different ones that she sends to different people. Like something is slightly different in all of them. So she knew that was Matthew's copy. Why would he, why is he having tours of his why, office? Why are you doing tours of your office? Great question. Like his Second current question, office that he works yeah, out of? Yeah, yeah. That's where this came from. 
Like public tours? People, I mean, I assume people are, they pay for these, but yes. It okay. is a tour of the office. And somebody sent me the video. It's like somebody had Instagrammed his way, I guess, or Snapchatted his way through this office tour. And bam, right there, biggest day with a whole bunch of other framed photos is this picture of Blue and the Twins. So I'm like, why is this up I'm in sure a place it's... where you're giving tours and the public can... Why is that happening? But, you know, this is much more of a code red to the hive and not to, you know, the, I mean, you know right. what I'm saying? No, not Beyonce. I'm sure yeah. Beyonce was not nearly as stressed as I was at the thought that somebody may have violated her privacy. Right. I was like, who in hell? Because you can fucking die. <laughs> and meant that shit. Well, there you go. That wraps that up. Now I know what I need to know. Yeah. So nothing. I don't think it was anybody like stepping you know but no one was ordered to die this doing time. some shit in the shadows right. except maybe matthew well girls see you next week can't wait to watch that and i mean obviously also keep your wits about you because you never know how she might be feeling i mean with... i mean yeah homecoming album could be coming right right after that you just never know with this bitch she does whatever she wants to i mean honestly with you know some of y'all's recent behavior i wouldn't put it past her to just be like they can wait <laughs> i mean y'all can't wait <laughs> And I will. I mean, I don't know right. if there isn't whatever you want to do, sis. I don't even... She's like, oh, you know, I'm still kind of doing the Lion King thing. Oof. So, you know, did you see that trailer today? I did not watch the trailer. I'm going to cry no less than four times. Oh, wow. Circle of Life, okay. when Mufasa dies. Can you feel the love tonight? Oh. Beyonce That's and Donald be, Glover. going to be really pretty. And then probably the end. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I always cry at Circle of Life. That song just gets me, man. So it looks like it is going to be really well done. I'm excited for it. I really am. I can't wait. So that I would take some, you know, Beyonce. I would take a three. Noah don't know how many movies she going to see. (laughs) She has no idea. I would take a little, a little one to that one because I remember being, I remember seeing the first Lion King in movie theaters twice. Mm. And that's one of the first like movie theater memories I probably have. I went to see it, I think yeah. just probably with my mom and dad the first time. Mm-hmm. And then I remember my daddy loving it so much oh. that we went back with like my grandma and aunt and maybe some other people and saw it again. I remember going with my church friends, the only friends I was allowed to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is so essential to your lore. <laughs> like, that is like... You just have to know that about me. My only friends were people related to me and people who went to church with me. And that was it. Otherwise, them was my school friends, and we was only friends at school. There you go. And that was it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, my mama was crazy. Speaking of bringing kids up, um, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade took loads of photographs. Or, well, Dwayne wasn't actually present because he works. Um, but Gab Union and Dwayne. Yes. Um, that is his name. Zion. Oh, the little baby. Oh, the, the 11 year old baby. son. Yes. The, the pride baby. Well, because they were at pride. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but he is the gay the gay child. Well, he, um, Dwayne's 11 year old. Uh, his name is Zion. They all were taking part of the Miami Pride Parade festivities. Um, my homie Zion had on the impeccable outfit, first of all. These sneakers are, I mean, but your daddy's doing anyway. It's a look. So. It's a look. <laughs> um, but Gabrielle is out here looking like 
the captain of the Covers. Like, where is the age? <laughs> no, it's not My that. God. Like, what the fuck? Like, girl, I thought you had a newborn. You don't look stressed or tired Shit. or nothing, girl. Goddamn. Shit. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, what the fuck? Anyway, um, his brother was out there. Looks like other friends and family. And the Miami Parade is nice because it's like literally right there on the beach. Oh, <laughs> so nice. it's like, yes. It's, it's fun. Um, but I just wanted to, you know, give them a quick shout out because this touched my heart. It really, really did. Like mm-hmm. the, the, this type of support, no matter who this young man grows to be in love, mm-hmm. this just acceptance of it doesn't matter. We're going to love you and support you anyway yeah. is really beautiful to see, especially from uh, a family that, uh, is influential right. and they black. So right. I just, I really love to see this. It means a lot. It so made me thanks, think guys. of uh, Magic Johnson and how his support for, um, for EJ, for EJ has been, I think crucial for a lot of particularly straight black men to see like mm-hmm. a, another man supporting and like visibly vocally supporting his queer son. And so, to see the same thing happen with Dwayne, I had to really try not to say Dwayne. That's his name. And Gabby, um, it was just like, it made me think, what would it have been like to grow up in an affirming household? And then I was like, literally cannot even imagine <laughs> how much less therapy I might need if I could have been I probably totally would have discovered life on another planet. Right <laughs> like, damn, my potential was really uh, stripped from me, but it's <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. I just I'm happy this. for this baby. Like he looks so happy, and it's just it's beautiful to be surrounded with. That it kind really of. is. And if you haven't seen the Budweiser little, it's not really an ad, but it is an ad. Yeah. For the for uh, Dwayne Wade for because this is his last season playing. You really need to go watch. I that. definitely you will saw fucking that. cry. You will absolutely. It got me a taste. I don't understand it got how me you a bit. you cry at. The things that I never cry at. And then mm-hmm. the things where I'm openly weeping, you're like, mm, that was a bit moved. I mean, I got misty. <laughs> what? I fucking sobbed. The Parkland Boys jersey? Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. When that girl gave him her cap and gown from graduation. Yeah. The boy who gave him his blue laser. His fucking mama? Oh, dog. I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah, I loved it from the, the perspective of, like, you're bigger than basketball. Like, you're a good person. Yeah, you're a and good person. And you've done person. some really dope things that we appreciate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was 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 uh, a really beautiful ad. I definitely want somebody to ask his mama, like, about the spelling of his name, though. I don't want it to be a rude <laughs> thing, but I just want to know how it came to be. D-W-Y, and yet it isn't pronounced Y. I just want to know. I mean, maybe that's just... What she wanted, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, she said she was going through some things, so who knows? But I just want to know. <laughs> so maybe just, it could have been a typo, it could have been a mistake, or maybe that's just how she wanted to spell ooh, Dwayne. That's like Oprah. Her mama wanted to name her Orpa, but she spelled and it, it worked wrong. out. <laughs> and it worked out just best, fine. That's you know? right. That's yes. right. So, I mean, Dwayne, I think your weight is great. Shout out to the weights, because that is really beautiful. Yeah, I love this a lot. You guys are awesome. And thank you, because I loved seeing that. And um, I also love posting that baby on Instagram. She's just a doll, isn't she? I love all newborns. Does she already have like a nonprofit? (laughs) Oh my god, probably. Does she really? (laughs) I don't know. I might be making it up. I feel like she does though. (laughs) Um, I also love this photograph of um, Dwayne crisply landing on Chrissy Teigen and John Legend again. That picture's hilarious. And being you know far more concerned with whether or not he made the shot he was right. going for. I mean, it was a great photo. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Chrissy and John, I mean, 
if their faces get smashed by booty meat and sweat, then oh well. It's his last fucking ga- his right. last season. It was his last regular season game. It was probably an honor for them. Like, and I think this was his last. Was he in Miami? Because I think this was his last home game or something. I saw oh, somebody recently lot. saying something. I have not been keeping up with basketball this season. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if he's in the playoffs or anything. I forgot they played it. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> But when I worked for the Heat, he played, and I was, I mean, I've told this story a million times. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was just like, aw. Yeah. I remember when White Hot Heat was like a, a thing for the first time. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> so cute for you. And then I was over it. No, okay. Well, I mean, you know, you weren't really into it. I mean, no, you weren't. But, you know, <laughs> I always liked him because I, Dwayne Wade was like one of the first basketball niggas at, 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 at like outside of college that I could name. Okay. Well, that is a good reason to like somebody. Not one of the first. One of the few. (laughs) I honestly don't know which is the worst. And Shaq still played basketball. Hey, now. So this was a while ago. (laughs) (laughs) Did he even play for anybody else after that? I don't even know. I don't remember. Uh, well, anyways, like Shaq bounced around with a bunch of one season contracts, and then he was. Let me tell done. you something. I got this game called NBA Playgrounds on my Switch, and it has like you can play like like very very classic basketball players okay. from like ages ago and right. like current. And then for some basketball players, they have like each team they ever played on in case you had your favorite or whatever. And I learned through this game that Shaq has played for damn near every yeah, team yeah. in the National <laughs> Basketball Association. I, nigga, I went to like all of these and I'm like, Shaq played for for this and them niggas too and for teams Everybody. I never heard of in my fucking Everybody. life. He played for Miami and Orlando. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I cannot believe you bought a basketball game. Yeah, it's fun. Wow. Because it's not as complicated as uh, 2K. It's oh. like a, it's much more of a pick up and go kind of okay. a thing. It's fun. I all like right. it. I and can't they all look out Smash Brothers. They all look like PJ's characters. You can't fish it. Fin- what? You can't figure out the <laughs> Smash Brothers? Yeah, I tried to play Smash Brothers today and I got very frustrated and cut it off. Mm. Because I couldn't figure out how to fight. Like <laughs> the whole point. Like right. I was like, you press random buttons and sometimes they would like yell electricity at somebody or something, but So you picked Pikachu. Yeah. But I just could not and then all of a sudden the whole fucking screen changed and we was on two totally different shits. Yeah. And that's I was like, part of the appeal the of Smash Brothers. Yeah, I had to cut that off. Smash Brothers is beautifully chaotic. Mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. chaos. It's mm-hmm. about a million things happening on the screen at the same time. Okay. And your ability to keep up with all of that while uh demolishing your opponents okay. and uh, having a great time doing so. Why they don't have an easy mode for people who are learning and just like need some help? That's a, I mean, well, because you don't really need to. You could just go to like versus or whatever and then just turn down the difficulty of the computers. Oh, you can adjust that. Yeah, you can the make the computer them, whooped my ass. Yeah, I think the default is like maybe the their difficulty is four or something like that turn it down to like one or two oh, or whatever okay. and then find them and you can even turn off the stuff that happens in in each stage too yeah i they i saw them control settings but i didn't know what the fuck all that meant you you i think mm. you will have fun with star with what was I supposed to say star wars <laughs> i think you'll have fun with smash brothers especially um that's that's a definitely a, a party game so by the time okay. you know 
we get full force in the summer and start playing <laughs> games at each other's house and shit amen, like that. You amen. can be good. I heard you're slang at Mario Kart. I'm so good at Mario Kart that I need something. I need a new challenge. I'm so good at Mario Kart. That's crazy here. I come in first place all the time now. Look at I you. I came in first place twice in a row yesterday. Oh my God. I was just like, wow, bitch, is there nothing I can't do? <laughs> like, I'm so good at this. Play Smash Brothers, apparently. But okay. Well, you know. <laughs> Every game's got a learning curve. It's stung, but it's yes. all. <laughs> I just started playing Phoenix Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. I don't even know what that means. It's like a legal anime game. What? It's so boring. No, it's fun. You play like an attorney and you solve these cases. Oh, okay. So it's like you're like a detective. Yeah. You're not a lawyer. It's not a lot of reading. Because I'm like, right. Is it like, I have to reference case 34, 5, 6, 9. Oh my God, really? You You collect clues and, and you do investigations and then you cross-examine witnesses and what a nerd ass game it's fun. i would have loved that as a kid i would it's have awesome. loved okay now i'm gonna what's it called ace venture <laughs> not, that's not what you said phoenix Wright ace attorney phoenix. it's a lot of reading okay. though it's way well, more reading read. than like right <laughs> so it's fun perfect. and you get to go objection <laughs> Oh, yes. It's fun. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, What were we talking? Oh, there's a show. Okay, so listen. Um, What show? Cardi B is tired of being you girls' role models. Um, I think somebody brought up some of, you know, she's still in hot water over them. The Those old clips that came out. Oh, they still mad at that. Her dragon niggas and still don't treating know what trans the women. This was. <laughs> treating trans women as if they're some sort of straight nigga punishment. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember dragging her for that. <laughs> Gross. Um, so she responded to a tweet and said, For these past years, I've been watching what I say and I haven't been myself. Have you? <laughs> Girl. Watching what you say. So. I've been feeling, uh, I've been feeling trapped and sad because it's not me. But everybody tell me to be it for me to be this role model. Okay. Guess what? <laughs> I think I can guess. That's all we can do. People still spit my past right in my face. So for now, I'm going to be my old self again. No, and to that I say, sis, God bless. Because if you've been, <laughs> if whatever shit it is has been on the back burner, sis, and you're bringing it out now. My God. Oh, man. What that says to me is, <laughs> I want to believe that Cardi is just fed up and frustrated with the with the stress that people put on her. She's always frustrated. Person. Right. But what that, what that sounds like to me is, I didn't really mean any of the times that I've apologized for the genuinely fucked up things I said. I just said that so y'all would shut up, but y'all still not shutting up, so I'm going to go right back to that shit. It can easily, I could easily see how somebody would arrive to that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it could go either way. Essentially, what you're saying here is that people done told you to act a certain way and to not speak a certain way and not bring up certain stuff, and niggas are mad at you anyway, so let me just, you know, be (laughs) all of the things that I claimed I was wasn't better than, or better or than right, or I didn't know no better like oh girl one of Cardi B's biggest problems has, in my opinion has always been talking too damn much and being way too reactive yeah and as at the same time I've also said you know she's fresh out the Bronx fresh out the club mm-hmm. all of this stuff yeah. like this level yeah. of fame I could absolutely absolutely see being too overwhelming oh yeah 100%. for anybody 100% honestly but People are spitting your past back in your face that you 
spit at us first. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you didn't, I didn't I know mean, nothing about any of those. You told me about the drug and nigga shit. I did not know I that didn't already, hear that on the I street, know, you know? So, right. I'm just like, sis, you setting yourself up. You already oh, kind of have. Girl. So, I don't even, uh, girl, I don't get a diary. Right. Like, uh, this is, this is what I'm saying. Cardi is having a hard time managing her fame and it's kind of like, but girl, you cannot... You, you deep in it now, though. Right. Like, you're too deep in it. You're not going to stop working. At the and, very and least. That makes sense. You are you are definitely at, like, get my pussy eight, lay out on the yacht. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fuck these niggas. And that's fun. Type of... And you remind us all, all of the time that you rich and you got, you know, all of these bags yeah. now and stuff like that. And I enjoy your little hippity hop moment. You know, a lot of your songs are I cute and stuff too. like they that. Are, yes. But I've always kind of felt like you, you are going to be the one... And haven't I said this? Yes. Like, I don't know why so many niggas are, like, pressed to get Cardi out of here when I've always felt like, you know... Cardi will get herself out of here. Give her the time to get <laughs> herself. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, you know, honestly, therapy could help a lot here. And not trying to be funny, which I'm never trying to be funny. Assuming therapy, she does, but... she isn't in therapy. Well, I just... I mean, right. I would Assuming be... Assuming she's right. not in therapy. Assuming she is not. Because right. I just feel like if she was, one of the main things she would probably... I don't want to say need to focus on because I don't know her life like that. But I do know that a therapist can help you manage the fact that you are a real person, but people don't treat you that way. Therapists could at least be like, so got some notifications today. (laughs) (laughs) Saw what you're up to. Okay. You all right? Let's just, let's work through that. (laughs) Let's talk about the feeling you had when you said, fuck it, I'm finna go back to the old me. But I also feel like if she had a therapist, she would be so quick to be like, my therapist told me that I gotta stop calling you, you know, whatever the fuck, you poor bitches or what, you know, I feel like she would bring it up. Stop calling y'all broke asses some broke asses. Like, <laughs> but at the same time, she would be spreading the good word of therapy. So you know, you take mm, the good and the bad mm. with with Cardi. I just hope she does not take this as an opportunity to just go full ignorant. I just really hope. I mean, th- this that means, sounds like what she said. But I fully agree that Cardi B is not supposed to be y'all's kids' role model. She never was supposed to be. She was never came out with anything that was anywhere close to appropriate content for children but look at like look at like rihanna responding to the i'm not you know oh well you're supposed to be a role model thing versus like a cardi you know like mm-hmm. rihanna has always tried to be like girl if you don't raise your own kids <laughs> and, then, yeah, like, that's and put business. it to bed right. you know what i'm saying i'm a grown-ass woman so it yeah. doesn't have to be this whole oh pe- i don't know i just think she needs to like i she get it but like too. like she needs she needs some time to adjust because rihanna certainly had her moments where she would like clap I don't even want to say clap back but she would just go at niggas or go back and forth with niggas but let's look at look let's look at and honestly Rihanna's clapbacks should I mean, they be were hilarious. a coffee table right, book they at were this point so good they rarely even seem like they're coming from like a sour like you even got me mad place Rihanna would just be like girl worry about your shoes you know what I'm saying or like just, that hairline you know, still mean, you know what I'm but... saying like good luck big in that stage you speak of yeah. she would like hit you girls with that and then go back to smoking her L yeah so I just seem like it it kind of seemed like she hit a stage in her fame where she was like, bitch, I am literally wasting my energy on that. Like, I do not have the time to be on the Internet reading y'all's fucking comments and being worried about what the fuck y'all got to say about me. And I just think Cardi needs to get to that place. Let them talk, girl. They still going to stream your shit. They still going to do dance videos and stuff to your shit. We still going to be like thirsty as, as fuck for a picture or a video of culture. Like, 
She's Just pretty let pretty. Her talk. She's adorable. She is a pretty girl. And every baby. time I wake up in the morning, I check Cardi's Instagram story. She is taping this child at like 5.45 a.m. Like, culture. Oh, I ain't seen a picture of culture Why since that first one. Why you won't go to... Oh, she put up one the other day of culture and him. I don't follow her. They look just alike. Oh, wow. They look just alike. Thinking about it, she does look like She looks a lot exactly like Hennessy. Like it's wild. Well, girl, you know... Good luck with whatever. I just want you to get to a point where you can start to ignore these niggas. You I don't even care. I just don't understand why you don't at this I point. I don't want to see no black woman getting in her own way, but I feel like that's oh, well. Cardi is close to, to going down that path. Yeah, well. Okay. You know, uh, so coming to America part dose is officially in pre-production. Ooh. Academy Award winning Ruth E. Carter. That's right. Don't forget the E. She's a little hottie McHot hotness. Okay. She's a little cutie patoot. All right. Hottie McHotness. <laughs> she is. This, um, this is very Rosie O'Donnell of you. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that she used to call everybody a fucking cutie patoot. She did. Used to do. Oh, I love. I loved Rosie. It's just so much. Um, oh, Especially man. that everlasting The View drag. <laughs> Speaking of which, Speaking of let's just, <laughs> Joy was like, Joy was like, is this check worth it? I don't really have to come back here. You saw that spirit. Joy Behar was like, she fully. I really got to think about whether I want to destroy this little girl right here on television. Do I want to do this live? Before she, I think, <laughs> nigga, Joy. <laughs> Joy was like, Joy was still processing the mm-hmm, fact that mm-hmm. this bitch even tried <laughs> her does. before she could even get to well, her reaction. Part of your job is to listen to me. And Joy was like, did this bitch just... And before she could even really get into it, Whoopi was like, okay, so let me tell you yeah. something. We're not going to do this. I don't know if Megan McCain really understands and appreciates that Whoopi Goldberg saved her life. Her life. Girl, Joy Behar had that spirit rumbling up inside of her. You could tell, like, three more seconds and she was going to be like, well, bitch, first of all, you don't never say nothing worth fucking hearing. She was so pissed, she forgot what she was she about did. to say. That look on her face, I was like, ma'am, I totally and completely understand. I can't fucking stand Megan McCain, bro. Yes, I can't. She's, She's such a whiny, entitled, bratty, little, like, like, yeah. runt. Like, she just gets on my fucking nerves. Bro. Like, there's one thing, you know, there's one thing, it's one thing to, have, like, have, like, spicy debate mm-hmm. and even get a little irked or whatever, but to be like, part of your job is to listen to me, so... Who the fuck do you even think that you are? Do you know how long I've been doing this goddamn show, sis? Who the fuck are you talking to? I am, girl. I could not believe it. Somebody hit me up on Instagram and said, the look on Joy's face is exactly how you looked right before you cussed out that white man who said that, like, if you knew the history of blackface, then you would understand. It's absolutely like a transition from, did this bitch really just? You just fucking tried me, so now I have to go off. Joy was about to give it to her, and I low-key wish Whoopi hadn't stepped in. I mean, I know it was probably for the best. It was absolutely for the best. <laughs> but I wanted to see Megan McCain shed some tears on stage. And I feel like it would have happened. Joy had it. Oh, man. That spirit was rising up from deep inside what? of her. Ugh. Ooh, Ugh. She, she just, she just grosses me out. She grosses me oh, out. Man. I cannot stand the way that she speaks to people. I can't. <laughs> I know. I, I can't. Anyway. Part of your job is to listen to me. Bitch, the only reason you're even here is because of your dead ass trifling daddy. 
I don't give one fuck about anything you. You have know to that say. that's the only reason that anybody gives a know? fuck about you. Do you know she does know because she mentions her father all the every time. fucking week Girl, or every day. I can't. <laughs> Next time, I hope Joy gets the chance to really tear into that bitch and don't spare no feelings. Ruthie Carter posted on her um, Instagram page. Good morning, my neighbors. It's official preliminary fitting for coming to America 2 with Prince Hakeem, Semi, and Oscar. Oscar being her Oscar. <laughs> I said, wow. Here she is, posing. Black women with, are everything. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that actually, uh, yeah. you know, That's Oscar, the one I won. I Just, <laughs> I love it. I love seeing these niggas walk around like these well deserving brown folk walking around with that Oscar everywhere they go and yes. having other niggas pose with it and shit like that. I just fucking can't. But like, um, <laughs> here we have photos of um of Eddie Murphy here uh, posed with her Oscar. And I, it looks like they're actually going to be doing this, this movie. Yeah. Arsenio Hall is there too for his fitting. It's about the kids, right? It's not about them i don't know if i read an official synopsis or whatever from the movie yet or if there is one but i imagine oh no i think they said something about he finds out he has a son or something like that and and goes back to find him or something maybe i thought it it was that the son you know grew up in queens or whatever and then found out that they were zamundan and then (laughs) man yeah don't ask me how long i thought zamunda was a real country oh my god all of us do don't ask me ridiculous um well whatever i'm i'm sure that i will at least you know give this movie a chance oh i mean i'm going to see it gp you know it is what it is but um i just it in no it just it it can't possibly hold a candle to the first well you know how we love the first i think we're gonna have to just accept that coming to america is a classic and just we're always gonna hold it in that high ass regard for what it means to so many of us and you just can't tell that kind of comedy or like bits of those types of jokes Mm -hmm. and comedy is it's like you can't tell those types of jokes anymore right but i think you can make something that is good and modern may not compare to the nostalgic quality of the first one like we're just always gonna you know, niggas know that movie. We quote it to each other all the time in passing, probably when we don't even know we quoting it. Like, yeah. it's just True. such a huge part of black culture. So I see what you're saying, but hopefully we can, you know, give it a chance. And I think it... that it can still be a, a, a funny and well done movie. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think we're just going to have to go into this mm-hmm. separating them, yeah. like you're saying, you know. And... Kind of like how y'all like the third Friday and I don't. Yes. Some people are like... None of them are as good as the first right. Friday. None of them are as good as the first But one. they both also have really funny moments that... Yeah. You know... You know, just not the I entire can movie being a funny moment, like with the first... The whole... I mean, the whole The first thing. movie is just great. Like... Them old It's the one I watched the most. The Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> well, fuck you too. <laughs> are you prepared for Jehovah's Return? Cause if you not, I got a pamphlet slam. Well, fuck you, half dead motherfucker. I hate you. Come on, sisters. 
<laughs> so good. But so the third good. one has them, them women. I wonder if that was supposed to be like some sort of a callback. Them old women who was out there singing them, them uh, Christmas carols and got cussed out by, oh, by Day Day. I've only seen that one like once or twice because I really disliked it. They were singing Joy to the World and Day Day cussed their asses out and they <laughs> sick their sons it on the way. It probably is supposed to be a callback. I like that. Um, kind of. Well, you know, like we said, we're going to go watch Coming to America 2 anyway, and it'll probably still be hilarious, but the first one will more than likely still be Right, I mean, you know how we are. It is what it is. Um, speaking of movies, the Rihanna and Donald Glover film, Guava Island, is set to premiere on YouTube as part of Coachella's live stream. Oh, okay. Yep. I don't know how that's going to work, but I guess they'll just have a slot. Childish Gambino is a, a headliner for the festival, which begins Makes this sense. weekend, along with Tame Impala and Sleeves. Oh, so okay. um, it says here that... <laughs> the fact that at first I was like, what the hell band is Sleeves? <laughs> and then I remember. People think I don't like Sleeves, and I, I think she's great. I love Sleeves. I love Sleeves. She's she, so funny. She is, she's sleevey. She is just <laughs> she's like cute and talented and fun mm-hmm. and you know has a great sense of humor but then she's also like really unintentionally funny sometimes <laughs> which I love about I agree. her but people think I don't like the child I just think you, no, it's really hilarious. hard not to make fun of me. she got little charcoal girl tattooed on her head. <laughs> like you just have to laugh but I think she's adorable and great exactly same same Um, so the film which I didn't know much about I remember this uh, picture of Donald and Rihanna on set coming out ages ago and wondering what that was about Um, but IMDB says the film is a tropical thriller Mm. that casts Donald Glover as a musician with designs on pulling off a scheme to rob his way into the good life which quickly gets him in over his head and there was like a little uh, trailer that leaked online it looks like it's gonna be fun letitia wright is always is oh. <laughs> letitia wright is also in it which is a great sign because it is i can watch her she's do whatever great. she's great so i'll definitely be checking that out because rihanna's in it and islands and letitia wright so i mean does this air on youtube at a certain time or is it like we'll have to just go to the youtube slash Coachella or whatever well I'm uh, imagining that at some point soon there'll be like more official information about mm-hmm. it I feel like they just released time slots for a lot of the performers too but oh, okay. it, it says like April 13th which I think is Saturday um so okay no doubt whether you watch it live or whatever you'll have some access to it probably not too long afterwards or whatever if you want to go and check it out mm-hmm. and ado so that's something to look out for yeah, as well. Hope it's that's very great. Nice. I mean, I could look at Donald Glover and uh, Rihanna for long periods of time. So, <laughs> win for me. Um, also on the list, I was going to talk about this LMA Jacquees thing, but do we care? I mean, did you hear about it? I I saw her tweet where she said, you know, she would be so embarrassed if somebody brought her on stage and only asked her to sing somebody else's song. She is tired of him. Oh, and then I thought something real shady. I had to put it in the girl group chat. <laughs> oh, I so just show it to me. Whatever that is, super embarrassing. <laughs> I, oof, I did not need to see Mariah Lynn and Rich Dollars kissing. Oh, gross! What is that for the? Is that for the show? I guess. Oh, uh, uh, no, ma'am. Ugh, Mariah Lynn. Why is that still a thing? I just. Like, for this girl to be on this show for so long, I literally never hear anybody talk about her outside of this show. Like, I never hear anybody playing your music. 
I just never see you getting booked anywhere. Maybe I'm just missing it. Maybe it's like small festivals or, you know, intimate. Well, then, well, Love & Hip Hop has celebrities and they have Love & Hip Hop celebrities. Yes, you're right. And that is a, that is an important distinction. Yeah. Some of these people are legit famous and we watch the show to see them. And then some of y'all are famous because of what you do on the show, keeping up fuckery. And it's also probably like your like main if not like largest source of income. Right. So right. reason for you to co- keep coming back, all you've got to do is give them producers a story. Yes. When they ask you. Ugh, so what's going on in your life? She's a mess. Oh, I'm lying about this. <laughs> Scamming my way through that. <laughs> so who are you willing to lie and say that you were sleeping with in order to like be on this show? That's really what it boils down to. And you can still tell what is bullshit and what even has, like, a, a tinge of truth in storyline. Yeah. Because these motherfuckers can't act. They're not good <laughs> actors. That's really... That's, like, the problem. That's very important. <laughs> when somebody who works on the show told me that they be, like, on set all day for hours and hours, I'm like, how could it possibly take that long to film this shit? I do not understand how filming an entire episode of Love and Hip Hop don't take at a max five or six hours. Because when the improv starts to get a little <laughs> off course... No. Mona just appears in a cloud of black smoke. <laughs> and she says, cut, run it back, do it again with feeling. Or you'll never eat again. Um okay. well, let's move on to um Oh. Little Nas X. Hmm. Hot new musician on the scene here. He's got the number one song in the country on Hot 100. Yeah. It's not on the country country side of things but <clears throat> still number one i also read it's like it's like slated to be one of the most dominating number ones in the charts alongside songs like i will always love you and wow. shape of you one of the things they're projecting it to stay at number one for that long well it's like it has like three times the score of whatever is number two mm. so it's like not only number one it's like number one by a lot yeah okay. i guess so whatever that everybody means. is streaming old old town road does that include the remix or is the remix the one that's number one i think it's um that's a good question yeah, let me check you can actually just that. go to billboard because if they count the streams for the <clears throat> remix in with the with the original then it's like yeah i can see how ain't nobody else gonna be number one for a while oof so you know it's just him okay. old town road little nonsense i do love the song um so it has actually been creating uh this discussion for a while now even before this remix because they pulled it from the uh country charts a while back after you know saying that it doesn't like reflect whatever country-ness I guess that's supposed mm-hmm. to qualify for those charts. Yeah. Um, which caused quite a bit of an uproar for some people because they feel like they feel things that we'll get to in a second. <laughs> right. I'm office. sure we will. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Lil Nas X is a young black kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just released a remix to this song featuring Billy Ray Cyrus after asking uh, like the internet to help him get Billy Ray on the remix like late last year I believe oh did he yeah so he really wanted this thing on the the remix it's not like just some <laughs> out of nowhere whatever so right. some people feel like you know it's not country it shouldn't be on the charts some people feel like it should be and you know we invented country music anyway so who the fuck are you to tell us <laughs> anything I have conflicted feelings okay so on one end I feel like it's not 
really a country song. Mm-hmm, same. I do as well. But at the same time, I feel like it shouldn't have been taken off the country charts. Same. And I'm going to tell you why. I agree. I feel like if he were Caucasian, they would have left it right where it was. <laughs> if it was Billy Ray Cyrus song, whether Lil Nas X wrote it for him or not, if it had just been Billy Ray Cyrus, they would have left it right there on the country charts. And whoever over at Billboard Country and all these country fans would have just been like, now what the fuck kind of <laughs> fucking drugs? Is, is he Miley now? Or what is, what's, what's going on with him? But they would have di- said that yep. in their little personal corners. Yep. Maybe even a Caucasian or two would have written an article about it. And it would have never come from a shady or disrespectful place. Right. You know, but they would have left it alone. White people, like, fuse genres and stuff like that all of the time, and they can call it whatever the fuck they want to. White people add trap beats to all kind of genres, and they can call it whatever the fuck they want to. I just, I don't think that there would have been this, like, pushback or any sort of a change or debate or anything if he were a white kid. Yeah, that's true. White people are allowed within country music to experiment with the boundaries of country right. and still be considered country. Yes. Like Taylor Swift, an incredible example. This is some northern bitch. I mean, she's from fucking Pennsylvania, girl. Mm. And the bitch put a ukulele in her hands and a crimp <laughs> in her hair. And y'all acted like she's the next fucking Carrie Underwood. And I don't get it. Y'all sat up and acted like this bitch was a Reba. And I just... <laughs> I really... I just was, I'm a survivor. (laughs) I really just, you know, I fought back against Taylor Swift's placement on the country charts for so many of her songs. Not Mm. all, but a lot. And so I feel like if you're going to let Taylor Swift or anybody else really fuck around with what is country, then you should also let the nigga do the same thing. Right. But I heard it and said, this is not a country song. <laughs> I, mean, I know why y'all, I know why some of y'all think it is because he has a very distinct country accent. Not sure if he's putting on or if that's his. I saw accent. like his genius video and mm-hmm. he does have an accent. Okay. It, it sounds like he is exaggerating. He, it? he exaggerates it a bit on the song. Yeah. And I think he acknowledges that, but it doesn't, it, he sounds like he's country. Yeah. Well, so, and I think it's the accent and the fact that some of the lyrics are referencing country shit like right. horses and riding them but <laughs> the i mean production the... on it is absolutely not country and he's doing that singing rap shit that niggas have been doing for the past few years it's like the beat has like country elements to it especially in the so, beginning right but then that thumping ass bass line comes in and i'm like girl this is this is we're about country to rap <laughs> contrap contrap yes you know what i'm saying hip-hop is, is a known yes, genre of like it's honestly it's Country like honky tonk but donkey donk but on the black no. side of things it oh is. wow it is it is it's oh my god it with is genre, except more on the nigga side than the white side oh my god <laughs> it is it is that's why i love it <laughs> so yeah i mean i feel like it definitely sounds more like nigga first time i heard that shit i thought the 21 Savage was trust, trying to be funny <laughs> I thought it was Twenty One Savage Shade, like oh, since you, but I hate you. Um, yeah, I mean, at the same time, I kind of feel like this kid, anyway, seemingly has a real appreciation for country music. I'm more interested to hear like a full body of work from him mm-hmm. and how country might influence him on other records. Yeah. You know, like let's hear something if at all. But this song, he, it definitely sounds more like. Of a rap song with a fusion of country in yeah. it or a, a little bit of country than a traditional country song but I also understand the outrage because 
nigga, if he were white, yeah. y'all wouldn't, wouldn't have, have even an been a issue question. with this right. at all. Right. So exactly. It's weird. But you're number one on the billboard, period. So there you go. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> your future right looks bright, sis. <laughs> make what you want to make. And Billy Ray Cyrus's verse is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I'm gonna take my I saw, I saw a tweet that said Miley got to be so pissed that her daddy stayed true to himself and never decided to fake some shit and now and niggas love it. ass nigga record. Yep. <laughs> I said, ooh. Didn't have to put a jersey dress Didn't on. Have to <laughs> <laughs> Billy Ray Gold did not go teeth. get some fucking cornrows and right. shit decide he was going to jump on a track with Future. He didn't do none of that. I live. <laughs> I just, I love every second. I screamed when I saw that shit. Yeah, this is Got not country. Horses in I, the I've been listening to it. I'm I'm part of the reason he's number one because I've been listening to it. Horses like pretty nonsense. <laughs> I love it. Booze is mad black. I mean, it combines really two bath. things I love a lot. <laughs> A lot, which is niggas in country. Got so. my horses in my back. I just like saying I, that. Yeah, keep on. I don't know. I just, do some more country accents. I don't like the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to it as much as y'all, but it is a catchy little ditty. I really like it a lot. I do. So. I'd like to hear what else he's going to do, though. He, did you know he used to be like one of them Nicki Minaj trolls on the, on the internet? A Nicki Minaj troll? Somebody did like a profile on him. It was like a feature that came out like a day or two ago. And he used to be one of them niggas, like, sitting up in TweetDeck all day trolling people about Nicki Minaj. I mean, everybody's got a pass. <laughs> Not everybody's got a pass. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what to but make that, of it. But when I read that, I thought, so maybe he's more like fucking around and came up on a one hit than, you know, an actual artist. That's what I'm saying. I'd like to hear <laughs> yeah, more from him. Exactly. Because he may really just be we pimping the game. Right. And I'm not mad. And Get I'm your not check. even almost mad, bro. You know how many times me and Asante done sit up and been like, if we could just make one fuck-ass song. Just one. And I know That's many of y'all have smoked weed together and said the same thing because <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is true. All you need is songwriting credits on one hit song, nigga. You will be getting checks forever. And don't let them sample that shit later down That's on the right. line. That's right. I mean, just go eat. Right. Forever. Forever and ever. You might as well be Diane Warren. <laughs> <laughs> Diane Warren will never go hungry. Do you understand? Ever. Her, like, ever. <laughs> never. No one. Not ever, bitch. No one over there <laughs> will ever have a burger without cheese. And bacon. Yes, bitch. Yeah, I do want a deluxe. I, I sure actually do. do. Lettuce and tomato. You know and what? Fries as well. I don't even like fries, <laughs> but give them to me anyway. <laughs> I know that the sweet and sour is fifty cents extra. You bitch. And then pile it I on. Want two. I want two. I got it all, bitch. Um. Well. That's about all I have this week Amen. for Amen. Hot Tops, whatever I called it, uh, behind Animal Lines. Because those are important. So let's take a break and we'll be back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace's leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. 
And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts okay so we're back and it's now time for listener letters it is send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com Aunt becky is up for 40 years Listen, I will scream if this white bitch actually gets some jail time. I will. Scream. I can't wait to see how she's going to get out of this because I know she is. <laughs> I said, what did I? I think I saw some headline today that says she like wasn't taking it very. I seriously saw that and was like rejecting the initial plea. Like, girl, if you don't she reject because she thought she thinks the DA is bluffing. Girl, oh, I mean, do DAs do that? I don't know, sis. <laughs> like, I don't believe so. I kind of don't think that they give a fuck if about you doing. If I were you, doing... I would have did like Felicity Huffman. Felicity Huffman wrote a Woo! great apology. Bama was like, "Look, it is an A one apology." I am just so ashamed. I am and ashamed sorry. because I am a trash human being, and most of all, to those of you who actually work hard and do your fucking best, and your parents bust their asses for you to get into school, and all I did was pay for my daughter who didn't even know I was helping her little goofy ass get into school. I am just so sorry because Felicity I am garbage. And whatever punishment, I deserve it. Give me some more, sir. <laughs> she was just. <laughs> I said yes. Felicity is please, sir. Deep in have some more. Yes, begging for additional punishment. Child, her writer said, "Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up!" <laughs> no, this is how it's going, and you're going to do it. Oh man, yeah. So I don't know. I Becky might really have fucked herself, but <laughs> we'll. I can't see. wait to see this play out. All right. All right, send your questions. Yeah, ask the read at gmail.com. Our first letter comes from Penelopine. Love it. Penelopine says, Hi, Chris Lynn West. <laughs> JK, hi, Kifuri. Oh, I answered to the first one, really. <laughs> uh, long story short, my dad had a kid with someone when he was 20 years old, and that child was given up for adoption. Today, my dad, who is now 57, decided to tell my brother and I, who are 22 and 25 respectively, about our half-sister, who is now 36. Our mom has known about this child the entire time that they've been together, which is the past 32 years, 
And they just decided they were not going to tell us about it until we were adults. My dad did the DNA ancestry test about two years ago. As other people take the test and get results, you get notifications of new relatives. And if they want to contact you, and that's how my half-sister found my dad's I'm not mad at my half-sister for wanting to know more about her family. She was adopted into a nice family, and from the little bit of info I know, she seems nice. We as a family are going to meet her in a couple weeks since she's only three hours away. My dad has never had contact with her or known where she was, but he knew she existed. My entire life, I thought it was just me and my brother, and now I have an older half-sister who is married and has four kids of her own. My younger brother is fine and doesn't seem to care that this was a secret, but I am not okay. I don't know how to handle how mad I am at my parents for keeping this secret from me. Am I wrong for being upset with them? I don't even know how to talk about this. Thanks in advance, Penel Pine. All right, Penel. Um... I would say that you are not, um, you're not wrong for how you feel. Are your feelings here are not uh, invalid or? um, Yeah, this is a huge shock. Yeah, like that's that's a lot to have gone twenty some years and have an older sibling, and your parents knew and never said anything. Is I could I I could see that being a little rocking. Um, Talk space, you know, or a therapist, (laughs) uh, however you want to know, like seriously uh i think that you're probably gonna just need to talk to or maybe you guys can have you know therapy together or whatever if you want but i think you i my first suggestion would definitely just be to have somebody even if it's just one session that you can sort of uh vent about it to and you know hopefully cuss (laughs) and you know just sort of get the feelings out and receive some sort of um you know, a, res- uh, a, a responsible and, like, educated uh, response on, you know, how yeah. things are moving and, and sort of how to treat it. Because at the end of the day, your mama and daddy, as we've said before, are human beings. You know, they're not, like, parents... <laughs> parents are not, like, these gods. They're, like... Right. They're human beings just like you are. And him having a kid at 20 was probably insane. Yeah. And so... While I understand, like, the frustration and shit, I, this is going to be something, or this is something that's, like, pretty big and emotional for everybody. Right. Um, And it's going to be, it's going to, like, require, I think, y'all to sort of be in sync in a few ways, and um, you're going to have to do some forgiving and stuff, and I think that you'll be able to do that. But mm-hmm. I would definitely first... Uh, suggest you talking to somebody um even if you have like a friend or an honor uncle or somebody in your life that is just quite wise and you know will you know like hear you out and give you some good advice but i think you might probably need to vent and just keep in mind that your parents are human and they fuck up and you know right i think you know i don't think that you are wrong for your feelings. Your feelings are whatever they are. They're not right. wrong. They're just there. Right. And I honestly see a lot of me in you. Because if I had found out that I, when I was 25 that I had a half sister, I would have been like, excuse me, the fact that nobody told me. Absolutely. <laughs> How dare you? Like, I would have been to the young and the restless. Yeah. You're kind of making this about you when it literally has nothing to do with you. It yeah. happened so many years before anybody ever even thought of you, girl. No shade. Like, like stop for two seconds and think about how your daddy is processing right, this. Right. Like this is, I know this is a lot for you, but it is a lot more for him and for your half sister and probably even for your mama. I was going to say. Yeah. You. And you have to keep in mind that 
It's not like he had access to her. It's not like, you know, I'm sure this was a closed adoption. It wasn't like, you know, they kept in touch with the birth parents or anything like that. It's not like you would have ever known anything about your half-sister. You didn't miss out on a relationship with her or anything else. It's just, you know, this is how it ended up going down, you know? I think you just kind of need to reposition the the way you're thinking about it. Because right now it's very much turned inward, like, oh, wow. I can't believe y'all didn't tell me this and me, me, mm-hmm. me. When there's just so many other people here who have a more direct involvement with the story. And it's just kind of like, you know, okay, and you I'm sure know, that now you do know, but it's not like you missed out on something with her that, you know, your parents didn't deprive you of something with your sister. I'm sure that that's also a factor for them too, is hoping that the kids get along and how are they, I mean, you know, processing it and grown, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, don't, it ain't gonna stop you from, you know, not <laughs> gelling well with a new bitch that's coming True. into your life that you don't True. know like that. But, child, situations <laughs> much like this have been much messier. Um, right. I mean, I, mean, I don't know if that even is, helps, but... She is 12 years older than you are. So, <laughs> you know, and four kids of her own. So right. I don't think... Hmm. let's hope that she's in tap with her 36 year old sense yes you know i hope that she has been through therapy around adoption and questions about who her birth parents are and all that honestly therapy sounds great for every single person involved and every in this story but yeah i think it will help a lot to just instead of thinking about your feelings think about you know if you had gotten pregnant five years ago (laughs) and knowing who you were at age 20 you know, what would your five-year-old look like right now? Would you have kept the baby? Would you have given it up for adoption? You know, your dad was 20 and, you know, it, this whoever he had this kid with, I'm sure, was around the same age. And it's like, dog, <laughs> like, everybody involved is just making a choice. And you were not, nobody was trying to slight you with that choice. Right. And now that y'all, I mean, I just, I don't think I can really fault your parents for the way they handled it. I can't really fault your parents yeah. for the way that they I don't really see anything wrong with the way they handle it, but I do understand that you are upset, and I, I think you should be able to feel yeah. that, and you should be able to express that, and hopefully yes. you can express that to them. Um, but and, just keep and in be mind. Received, right, like, and, and to be heard. Yeah. And not automatically like, girl, shut the fuck up, because right. this is none of your goddamn business or whatever. But just keep in mind, this is going to be a journey for everybody. Yeah, like, this is, this is your daddy's child that he has not seen in 37 years. This is a this is huge yeah so. like you gotta kind of you gotta it's, you know you, you know gotta what I'm saying? think about it like that yes honey like, <laughs> I mean come on now <laughs> so I'm just saying I'm just saying yes that's real okay next question comes from mm, damn Barbosa. Barbosa. Barbosa says I'm a 24 year old born and raised in LA who just moved to Dallas Texas I moved for many reasons, but a bonus is that my oldest friend lives here. We've been friends for 12 years, but we fell out and didn't talk for a few years while we went to different colleges. Mm, mm, mm. Part of the reason we fell out was because she kept putting relationships with manipulative people ahead of our friendship. When we became close again two years ago, I was going through a difficult time and I needed unconditional support, which she gives me. But now that I'm in a better place and we're in the same city, I'm realizing that I spend less quality time with her now than when we lived in different states. The problem is that I never see her alone. She's extremely codependent with her husband, even though he's trash and complains about her and her family to me. <laughs> to you? To you. He would. What an idiot. They share one car between them and they're a package deal whenever I want to see her. We often have to amend our plans around him and he inserts himself into every conversation. 
My dad has gone to dinner with us all and seen the situation. Oh, Lord. And thinks that the husband is manipulative and will never let me hang out with her alone because he wants her to depend on him. I'm completely over this emotionally draining situation, but I don't want to upset my friend with my concerns. I kind of feel like it's not my place to comment on her marriage since I was her maid of honor and I made the decision then to give her the same unconditional support she has given me. Okay. Do you think I should tell her my concerns or should I just let her live her life and adjust to the situation? Thanks for your time, Barbosa. So I think that you should mind your own damn business. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why, right? First of all, you didn't really say why you moved to Dallas, did you? She just said that many it's reasons. like many reasons. But one of the greater things is that this best friend bonus is there. Is that the friend is here. Okay, cool. A bonus. Okay, bonus. I like better than what I you know remember yeah, hearing. Yeah, she said bonus. But um, if this woman is married and you've spent some time apart, she has a different life than you. In a few senses, yeah. which means that priorities may be different. The way that she moves might be a little bit different, and that's going to take some adjusting. However, I think um, here the focus should be more on your friendship with her and the connection that y'all have. Because it sounds like it started with that, and then it turned into, I can't stand this nigga. Should I tell her that he's trash? <laughs> so, like... You could just be like, hey, girl, let's have a, a girl's night. You know, let's like have like have a ladies night out. Let's go do like. I think that's part of the problem is that he just doesn't like, I don't know if it's like she's not allowed to do that, but he's right. always there. But what I'm saying is I didn't hear anything that, you know, implies that you have suggested that. If you haven't, if you've just been like, oh, oh let's go out and he shows up. Oh, then see. what I'm saying is suggest like y'all yeah. having a night, like bring it up. And it doesn't have to be in a way of like, I never see you with just you. Your husband's always <laughs> around. Can we just like, I just want to hear with you. Like, just be like ladies night. Yeah. I think that that's. Usually, isn't like okay. ladies' code of being like, I can't stand these niggas. Like, can we just yeah, no. like ladies' night automatically means leave your fucking boyfriend at home or your they friend. Leave all them niggas at home. If that turns into a thing, then you have more to work with. Yeah, you know, because it doesn't. It sounds to me like you're assuming that he's manipulating her into not letting her be around you alone like yeah. and you know that can be murky especially depending on how you might want to go about it i think you should ask her about having a ladies night so you just want to hang out with your girl yeah. and you know talk about you know dicks on the internet or whatever i don't know <laughs> like whatever <laughs> i don't know i would definitely tell her that her husband is complaining about her and her family to me what the fuck is oh that? i forgot about that that's crazy <laughs> well that's something you can bring up on the latest <laughs> So, girl, while you know we're waiting on the Jiffy Pop, I just wanted to bring up. You got a drink? Okay. I just wanted to, you know, tell you that Lil Michael has been, um, you know, he said, Your daddy don't never fill the tank up when he bring the car back. And honestly, you could do a better job of washing out that tub. Like, <laughs> like I would definitely tell my friend, girl, your man, and I just. I don't Ooh. understand a man who Girl, shit talks. Just put the Alize on ice. Wife. So while we wait, <laughs> let me tell you. Oh no, that's a Kevin mess. said <laughs> that he tired of your mama. Every time she come over there, she smell like Frito Lay, the honey barbecue kind, and it <laughs> gets into the rug, and he's disgusted. And I don't know why he felt comfortable, you know, know, sharing that with me. Your brother leave Cheeto dust all over the furniture. I mean, I'm 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 not saying it. He's I didn't. Even, this is what he said to me. You. This is what I've your never man even. Said to me. I don't even know what he's talking about. 
Yeah, it, it, but I think if it gets to like you, if you're trying to have this ladies' night or whatever, like a, just a hangout, and mm-hmm. she just can't do it, like something always comes up, and right. her man is popping up, or you know, why don't y'all come over here and hang out with me and my man? Then it's like, okay, girl, like you do still have to be your own person, and that's when I would start to worry because if you, if you have like concrete evidence that he is like manipulating her in whatever way to like not spend personal time with you or whatever for that reason like plenty niggas out here like that yeah yeah but yeah. on the same time she could be just one of those types of, of people who want to be with a nigga 24 7 so i mean she maybe could, that's but, and so maybe that's why you have to be a little bit more explicit like right girl. so it's a it's a ladies night it's a you know all of us who if you've been friends with each other for at least 10 years and you can come hang out night so you know that is a different party <laughs> i think ladies party is real cute and discreet and you can see how she responds to that yeah and then you can put more together and right. then if it does turn out that he is sort of controlling her in that way then you know you have all of the ammo you yeah, need to let shit I would fly definitely like this whole unconditional support thing that you keep saying i don't I don't really believe in this idea of unconditional anything, really. Mm. Everything, conditions, boundaries are conditions. We're human. <laughs> right. And, you know, there's got to be a line somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I cannot support your marriage if I feel like you're being abused in it. I will not support that. Right. So, I But I just didn't hear anything here right. yet to lead me but if to you, think that. Right. But, but you if know. you see something that looks more like, you know, she's being controlled. Like, then, yeah. Like bring it up, yes, right. absolutely. Tell her, like, bitch, I'm literally worried about you because I know one of the first things abusers do is try to isolate. And people. on top of that, he so. told me that your daddy breasts me like yeah. panties. And he's talking shit about you too, girl. Ooh, next time he's around, just put your voice memos on and just you know, just just in case, because you never know if she don't believe you. That's you something some else. Backup. That's voice something memos else. Are very clutch. I'm just saying, <laughs> I use them a lot. Next time y'all around each other and you get, get off to the side and put your iPhone, yep. put your phone on your back pocket, be like, so Kevin, <laughs> what was it that you were saying about um Deidre's daddy's knees again? <laughs> Didn't you? That wasn't you. Do you, you want to say it again? Like just kind of whisper it in this direction. No, you don't remember. You had said that his knees look like gobstoppers. <laughs> <laughs> remember? Please shut <laughs> like, up. Whatever. Just. <laughs> It sounds yeah. like, and it also sounds like you need another really, really strong friend or two in the silly city of Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. So, but good luck. I, I understand being concerned for your friends. Me so. too. But yeah, don't feel like you're, you can't say anything because she, you know, supported you at a time when you really needed it. You know, she may also really need somebody to support her in getting away from this nigga. We don't know. Because if we're, if we're devouring uh realty tonight. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. You will see the trash nigga for your friend does. Oh, every time. Your friend is digmatized. They see a whole other nigga. Yeah, they see a walking with orgasm. a glowing yeah. aura at all times. They don't times. see the crust around his eyes or his mouth. And you see Oscar the Grouch <laughs> immediately from like this, the first moment. This man is not even moisturized. What are we doing here? <laughs> so when you were in the kitchen, he was snapping at you. I don't know if you heard yeah if you heard that but he he was snapping he snapped at you like a fucking dog girl followed by bitch where's my honey like, girl so i was just i don't know if you heard that part i don't know if you but sis like does he have you trained girl we don't do that we, i don't know i'm concerned i'm, I'm worried just, right? i don't know what's going on i'm just a little right so 
Woo, good luck with that. You didn't say whether you had specifically asked her to hang out alone. So, but know, I mean, if, if you, you did, have, then now you know. move straight on to step two. There Amen. You, there it is. All right. Uh, we have a question um, for the couch this week. This comes from Alex, who says, I'm a longtime fan of the show, and I have two questions for you and Kid Fury related to therapy and not caring what people think. One, how Oof. do you make sure you are actively doing the work outside therapy? And two, how did you learn to not care about other people's opinions regarding yourself? I have always struggled with worrying about what people think about me. And I related a lot when Crystal was talking about how much she beats herself up for silly things that she messes up on. I worry about what family and friends think of me. And I even sometimes worry what the people I don't even like think about me. I really don't know how to get to a point where I'm content not giving a shit what people think about me. You and Kifiri are so awesome. And I'm always noticing how much confidence you both have. I don't know who the fuck this person is where talking at? about. <laughs> I would love to meet that bitch. I haven't heard anything about me yet. <laughs> so I'm just wondering if you have any advice on how you got there and if you actively worked on it daily. I enjoyed seeing y'all in Denver. Hope you enjoyed your gifts. Forever on the struggle I bus, Alex. loved Denver. Denver was such a treat, as right. is, honestly, every city where weed is legalized. Mm. Every city where recreational weed is it. legal. We just have a great time. You just time. get it. <laughs> Oh, um, man. So, so wait, yeah. what was the first one? How do you make sure you're actively doing the work outside of therapy? Oh, um, I make physical um, like notes that I will either place somewhere uh, like up around the home mm-hmm. or just anything that sort of, you know, snaps me back to whatever it is that yeah. I'm supposed to be working on. But like I even have a notebook um where I either like will write something that I take away from a session in therapy or even just things that come to me, you know, on my own yeah. that I'm like, I need to keep, you know, I need to remind myself of this. I need to like jot this down and I'll just look through it, um, you know, periodically or how, however often just to, you know, see where I need to tighten up at or, you know, ask myself, am yeah. I doing this the best I can? And also the four agreements, you know, one of my favorite books ever. I read that book all the time because A, it's very short. Like it's a real small book, so it's not a hard read at all. But I took a lot away from that too, even long before I started going to therapy. And the the agreements themselves, I always will go back over and um and then yeah, start to like start to like evaluate and question myself about, you know, those things as well. So like mm-hmm. it's not like you're gonna wake up, you know, every morning and just be like, Yep, I got it today. <laughs> I'm on a mission to do this living shit right. And I got no, like it's, it's I try. You know, I mean, and so do I. And you know, that that peters out at a different time every day. But I every day I wake up thinking, bitch, we are gonna self care the fuck out of ourselves. Right. Today. And sometimes, you know, we'll see. <laughs> sometimes it's like, sometimes I like, I, I catch myself slipping and I like tighten up. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about tightening up today. Like, yes. fuck today. Sometimes I don't have it. Period. The end. Yeah. I'm going to give you like the past two days were rough on me. Like, bitch, the absolute last thing I want to do is leave this house. But I also like, I, one of the things I tell myself all of the time is to like give myself a break. And not always, like, an actual, um, you know, duration of time. But just, like, chill out and, like, remind yourself that you're human. You are not a robot. 
Nobody is. Mm -hmm. You don't know everything. You ain't ever going to know everything. You ain't for everybody. You ain't ever going to be for everybody. And that is okay. That's being a person. It is. So you're going to fuck up. And that doesn't mean that you should give yourself, you know, the room to fuck up when you just don't feel like trying. Mm -hmm. But if you know that you're genuinely putting in the work and you're like trying to make these um, changes and be more active in bettering yourself... You're going to slip because you're a fucking human being. Right. And some shit, sometimes some shit just angle rock you the, the right way. Sometimes you're going to get up and be like, I don't know why I feel like shit today, but <laughs> I just don't. And maybe that day is Tuesday and you ain't going to even realize what the fuck was on your mind and what bothered you so much until like Saturday. Right. So you just, you got to give yourself, you, you have know, to be room with yourself. Yeah. You be gentle and patient with yourself. A lot of it for me goes back to that whole six year old parenting your six year old self mm-hmm. thing that my therapist said. <laughs> I saw you say as a first time parent. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> I mean, so honestly, funny. raising a six year old is exhausting. My God, this bitch is so needy. Jesus. Wow, yeah. Always something. Yeah. Yo, you hungry. Oh, you thirsty. Yeah. Yo, you need to lay down. Oh, my God, now. It's hot. <laughs> I ain't got no clean clothes. Damn, is that my job? It's right. like, damn, it is my job. Yep. It's literally my job to do those things for you. Um, Yeah, I don't really beat myself up anymore for like silly things that I mess up on or what, or even, you know, important things that I mess up on that I have been dwelling on since I was eight and a half. <laughs> <laughs> like facts. Because sometimes I'll think, remember that time when you were in the... <laughs> Remember that time when you were in the second grade and you made it to the second round of the city spelling bee and you misspelled unguarded? Remember when you left out that second U and unguarded? Do you, you remember dumb bitch? bitch. Do you remember you, you stupid bitch? You stupid remember? bitch. Because yeah. I was going to take you to McDonald's to celebrate and she had to take you because you were sad. Do you remember? And because of that day, <laughs> this is why you ain't shit now. <laughs> like, Honestly, I, I'm not absolutely. surprised that you've never thrived because right. you couldn't spell then and you can't do shit right now. Look okay? at you. I don't talk to myself like that no more. <laughs> Praise God. Right. Because our now, default is like, yeah. you know, when we fuck up and and we feel like we could be doing better or we should be doing better, our default, like, reaction, I feel like, again, as people, is to get mad at ourselves. Like, yeah. you have to be, I feel like you are a, a genuine flower. you like a unicorn in the field, bitch, if, like, your default has always been, that's okay. I'm going to get them better next time. Well, I time. really think it depends on who talked to you and how they talked to you when you were a kid and mm, fucked up. Because yeah. some people do have that, oh, well you know, brush it off, move on. Tomorrow's a new day. And then some of us have people who were extremely hard on us when we didn't do something perfectly or they always held us to this higher standard than everybody else. And that shit is actually very damaging for kids. And then they grow up and don't unlearn that. They just continue to beat themselves up anytime they feel like they miss the mark. So at this point, I've, first of all, I have those moments less. Like my anxiety has lessened significantly. Thank God, <laughs> because I used to just be constantly worried about all the ways the I was fucking up. Yep. And so now when I have a feeling like that, I kind of do like a woo, woo, woo. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you upset? Oh, baby, what's wrong? Oh, yep. mm, oh yeah, you didn't like that, huh? That was uncomfortable. Well, we're going to move on now. It already happened. Like, it's kind of like shit like that. Sometimes instead of parenting my six-year-old self, it feels more like my mama telling me how I'm parenting my child. <laughs> So yeah. sometimes it's more like my mama's Oof. voice being, 
This child has been up for two hours. She has not brushed her teeth, washed her face. She has not eaten. She has literally sat in front of this couch eating candy and playing video games. What the fuck are you doing with my grandchild? You know, like a lot of times I hear my mama going, you cannot order out to eat for the third day in a row. If you don't take your ass in that kitchen and cook my grandbaby something, I am going to slap the shit out of you. I always hear my daddy because he used to say all of the time. And I remember him saying that his father told him this. And those are always the worst it is, lines. It is. Those are just because they feel like there is they don't like there's no excuse, there's that, nothing that around was it. Fucked up as well. Don't don't pass me his trauma hoe. <laughs> but I made it all the way through to to life in this point. Yes. And so. my daddy told me this, and and I had to listen. So bitch, shut up and you listen <laughs> you will to listen as well. <laughs> my daddy used to always tell me if you can't think of a productive thing that you did when you get into bed, it was a wasted day. Mm, and you shouldn't have wasted days my dad used to say that to this day I still think about that I'm better at dealing with it now because you know what I'm saying I'm 31 and I kind of have a more rounded uh, you know idea or understanding of how life works but that she used to fuck (laughs) me the fuck up if you didn't do anything productive when you get in bed today you wasted it See, and I bet the definition of productive was very narrow. Like it had to be, it couldn't be, oh, you worked on your self-esteem today. No, no. Oh, you processed some difficult emotions today. You know, you cleaned your room today or whatever. It had to be, you, you went changed out and you oil produced in my car. something, right. Yeah, you did something yep. measurable and quantifiable and, you know, up to whatever standards when. You fix the shingles on the roof. You don't <laughs> owe, there is no price you pay to be human. Like you don't owe productivity to anybody, to this world. Like. Some of us simply are not capable of producing in the same way that others are. We are all very different. So it's, I mean, I mean, I get it because I've definitely was told similar stuff. But it's like when you're older and you've been through some shit, you're like, "Ooh, that line of thinking is not great. I just and here's again, like I said to, in one of the letters, my parents are human beings. You know, yes. they're just a man and woman. Flawed so people. they're not perfect. They are from a different generation. Mm-hmm. They also came from, you know, places where compared to like ghettos here, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like just no water and or light, you know, just for yeah, days. Just, just because. We just don't have that. And There's that just was, no power or sewage. You know what I mean? Yep. And so... I understand that, like, raising, you know, black children in America, there was a a certain level of, you know, wanting them to have a certain structure, drive, um, and productivity so that, you know, we could go out there because we did have to, you know, do twice as much to get half and things like that. And so it's just harder to process things in certain ways when you're younger, you know, yeah. and I don't think I ever held any of that stuff against my parents or whatever. Still, like I don't, but it is just something that now, as I now that I'm older and I have sat down and spoken to people and things like that, I just have a better idea of what they meant. Yeah. And like, if I were to have children one day, I would know how to break that down. Yes. You know, I would know yes. a better way of like passing that knowledge on to my kid if I were to ever do oh, something yeah. like oh, that. Oh, God, yes. I'm going to do so many things differently. But I also, you know, I do have the context of, you know, my parents just being human beings and not the godlike creatures that they appear to be when you're young. Because when you're young, they are. Like, they literally shape your world. They tell you what the rules of your world are. And you basically live by them. Like, you live 
under these people's influence and there's nothing you can do about that. So I accept that. I accept, you know, the context of the times and, you know, parents doing their best or what they thought was right or the best that they could do or the the best they thought they could do. I get all that shit. I really do. Like, I totally empathize. At the same time, like, I feel like people have to be accountable for the ways that they failed their children. Yeah. I was just going to say that because it's like there's there's a difference, I think, in... um, parents in the today of things especially with adult children still sort of being stuck in their ways and having like a refusal to open up to the idea of where their kids are coming from because it is now a different day and age you know we grew up and experienced things differently a lot of the same a lot of the lessons that they uh passed down to us to prepare us for things you know we we went and experienced those same things, but in different ways that they yeah, did, yeah, either because definitely. of, you know, where we grew up or just the time technology, things like that. So, like, I while I, I do say, you know, you got to consider parents being human, you got to consider differences in generations and stuff. It is still ideal um, in these types of issues to have a space where you can have a conversation with your parents about certain things or Mm -hmm. things that they could have done better and for them to receive that. Like, that's really, really, really important, you know, because I see, like, (laughs) letters and I have conversations with people all of the times who have, like, like, who, like, bump heads or have strained relationships or weird relationships with parents because of stuff like that. And that gets murky and I think a lot of times we as people take it personally because, you know, it's It's your parent. It's right, right. you know what I mean? But (laughs) But that is really about your parent. Yeah whatever shit they went through you may not know all the ways your parent was traumatized as a child or a youth and all that we getting into all kinds of other shit right but as far as like learning to not care about what other people think about you i think you just have to constantly remind yourself like we get very caught up in our own worlds and we start thinking that like because we're the center of our the center of our own world that other people are thinking about us with the same intensity or like are really Mm. studying us like that and so it helps me to just put everything into context like I am feeling you know really overwhelmed in whatever way or I'm anxious about like for me it's like I really had struggled with being recognized especially in places where I'm wearing like pajamas or I don't have makeup on or whatever because and part of that has been a refusal to accept that it's going to happen feeling like you know if I just like constantly insist that nobody's ever going to know who I am then they just won't ever know who I am. And my Mm. therapist was like, so is that, is that method working or is it okay? Cause it's not, cause it sounds like it's not. So you just kind of have to remember that like, there are so many people on this earth, billions and billions of people on this earth. You are just one speck in the giant span of humankind history. There are so many souls that came before you and are living with you now and will come after you. So you just, you know, I try every day. I just, every day is like, I'm just going to try to have a good time. I'm going to try to find the joy in this day. I'm going to try to do my best to take care of myself, do what needs to be done, you know, for me. But I can't be worried about whether other people see me being human, whether that means, you know, I'm running errands and I got on like a fucking raggedy ass outfit and somebody recognizes me in the middle of Harlem. Or if that means, you know, people didn't like something I said. And so they are mad at me on social media. Regardless, Mm -hmm. you're just going to have to think whatever you think about me because I am a human being existing in this world. And all I can do if I fuck up is be accountable for that. But 
the rest of it, like, I just don't give a shit what you think about me because I'm human just like the rest of y'all are. Right. So, oh, well. Yeah, for me, I, you know, I don't think... There's really no one who truly doesn't care what anyone thinks of them. I don't like the, the, the I think there are levels to giving a fuck about Absolutely. what people think. I'm about talking you, about the general you know? outside population, people who are not family and friends. Right. Right. But that is still, those are still anyone's. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if you give a fuck what your friends think about you, or what your girlfriend thinks about you, or what your husband thinks about you, or what your mom or your uncle or your cousin think about you, those are still people. So what I'm saying is, it's yes. a human and very valid emotion to be, you know, concerned with what people think. But I think there are levels to that. Again, I also don't really care too much about what the average stranger thinks about me because I am a tiny speck in the, like, history of this planet and civilization and shit like that. But also because many of the things that we think about when we're, like, this... When we're thinking about this long list of whatever people could think of us mm-hmm. don't fucking matter right you know, like they're so stupid yeah sometimes like i i see to this day i see like the, like the fussing and fighting and the back and forth on social media or whatever or if i see somebody say something crazy in one of my mentions or whatever i might think to myself to say something and if i even <laughs> like i almost never even hit reply if i do i almost always delete it because <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? It's one thing for you to think Mm, something of me that completely goes against my moral code or, you know, is like complete, like, you know, you accusing me of some illegal shit or something like that. Something crazy. Like, that's one thing. But for you to feel like, oh, well, I don't like that bitch's voice or, you know, I think he talks too goddamn much or I don't agree with what he said about Kay Michelle. When people tell me they don't like my laugh, I'm like, I don't. What do you, what you want me to do okay. with information? You want me to never laugh again? I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, where <laughs> where are we you? supposed right. to go with this? Right. You're going to keep thinking that. I'm, I'm going to keep, keep living life. and laughing like this. <laughs> so there isn't really a discussion to be had. I just, all I can do is keep right. living my life mean. and minding my business. Like, I don't yes. know. So I think for me, also a thing that helps me is, the, and it also reminds me of the spec that I am. When you look at like, real shit yeah just in the today of things oh yeah if you just take yourself over to an msnbc just look at the headlines girl because <laughs> there's so much going on <laughs> what people think about your jeans that you wore to the club <laughs> last weekend girl it means nothing <laughs> it means nothing donald trump is still lying on tv every fucking day girl <laughs> why are people spreading the measles around and even going back to the couch and thinking, like, I mean, we're still there. But, you know, yeah. like, the earlier part, when we were talking about um, feelings of ourselves and training ourselves to not cuss ourselves out and treat ourselves like oh, garbage yeah. all the time. I'm way meaner to myself than a stranger on Twitter could be. Listen, you girls, and on and the you average, girls have tried. You girls have tried your <laughs> hardest, but... And I can't get away from me. I just have to tell you, I, I'm simply better at it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't mute me, bitch. There's no filtering my opinions for myself, bitch. So you can't really, like, say nothing that's going to move me like that, especially if I have no fucking clue who you are. (laughs) It just doesn't matter. It's so irrelevant. Yeah. And I don't know if if it's time. I don't know if it's an age thing or if it's just the type of person that you have to be or what. But it took a lot more training for me to just look at, like, from from the bigger picture, like, the... 
most of the opinions about me that come my way or don't mm-hmm. are not going to matter in the grand scheme right. of things at all. So what is the point of, of even caring? Right. And it don't mean that you're not, you still go have days where you go out and maybe you're a little bloated because you just ate some, you know, some, some PF Chang's. Some good ass Chinese whatever. food. Why was we both thinking Chinese? I don't know why we were thinking. Because <laughs> like, it's full of sodium. It will bloat you, but it's so good. It's, this I don't, just worth give me some it. more. You be like, if I'm swollen and I, I give a like fuck, it's so, more sodium. May I have an additional serving? Please. <laughs> maybe you got a little pooch and you feel like whatever and that's okay because you're a person you're allowed to feel whatever Mm -hmm. but maybe you look like somebody's fucked up old ass baby doll (laughs) that's what i look like a lot on the train but you know what if you happen to see me looking like somebody's abandoned fucking (laughs) cabbage patch doll then guess what bitch that's just what i look like today (laughs) oh well (laughs) i'm a human being so i hope that helps alex um (laughs) I hope you got something out of all that that we just did. Yeah, I hope so. You can send your questions for The Read or for The Couch, whatever, to asktheread at gmail.com. We will be right back. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Okay, we're back and it is now time for the read. Yes, it is. Would you like to go first? Um, sure. Wait, what's yours? I'm going to pass my read this week. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Pass the are you not or are you no i'm passing mine too okay great phenomenal all right so i actually have two reads that's how much i love both of these letters that came in okay great first one comes from andrew who says hello kifiri and crystal i hope this reaches you in a timely manner but i just wanted to touch base on and talk about the backlash surrounding nsda and lupita corresponding about her mentioning spasmodic dysphonia during the press tour for us While mentioning the inspirations that went into her characterization of Red, she mentioned the disorder and NSDA, the advocacy group for the condition, merely commented on how this was harmful. Lupita spoke with them and apologized not only to them in a written statement, but on The View and the group in turn accepted and reiterated that they never wanted to condemn her or the movie. So all should be good and over, right? Apparently not. To make a long story short, people have been saying that this is only blowing up because Lupita is Lupita. And there have been lots of, well, where were y'all 30 years ago for Forrest Gump or what's eating Gilbert Grape? I did see that. And all I can say is that disabled people not only have always spoken up on these issues, but did so even then. Whether it's about a sure to be, (laughs) I'm sorry, whether it's about a sure to be failed upcoming CW show that has a blind lead character but couldn't find the right blind actress the Kevin Hart movie where Brian Cranston played a disabled person or the horror movie Split where the villain has multiple personality disorder. Oof. Disabled people always push back against these injustices. It isn't that Lupita's call out is sudden so much as it is that your attention is. Mm. Unless you are disabled, you need to stay in your lane and mind your business about what disabled people should or shouldn't feel about how they are portrayed in media Lest you sound dumb, <laughs> lest you sound as dumb as the lawyer trying to tell Crystal about the history of blackface. <laughs> It's come up again. <laughs> it's an iconic moment. Signed, Andrew, a black, queer, disabled man. And then Andrew puts very nice things about us here at the end. And I just love this because I saw so many people like being mad at this. Being I did mad see at some. the 
the call out and I understand wanting to protect, you know, our black kings and queens and being like, well, don't come for Lupita if you didn't come for all these other people. But y'all are mentioning stuff that first of all happened before social media. And Mm. we see a lot more complaints because of social media. Absolutely. People who are marginalized and have not had an audience now get to have that thanks right. to the internet. So we're hearing a lot more stuff. So maybe part of that is where, where y'all are coming from. But right. what was that movie with Jim Carrey where he had a personality disorder? Oh, God. Um, oh, man. And I remember people were being pissed then. He was like schizophrenic. Was it The Truman Show? No. Mm-mm. The Truman Show was the reality one. Oh, yes. Um, It's going to drive me crazy. Fucking Me, shit. myself, and Irene. That's what it is. Yeah. A lot of people love that movie, but I remember even then there being like <laughs> critics who were like, this is so fucked up and an extremely unfair characterization. And I think it's just really important to, first of all, follow Lupita's example on this. She acknowledged in a beautiful way, again, in a written statement and on public, like in public on TV. She did it on Instagram. Like she made it clear where she felt like she had done something wrong. And this apology was accepted and y'all could have just moved on, but y'all are making it more about your feelings than about what's actually happening. And it's kind of like, if you would just stay in your lane where your intersections meet and listen to people that whose experiences you don't share, then, you know, maybe this all could just go a lot more smoothly. But I know it's the Internet. You niggas love to argue. However, Andrew really laid it out for y'all. So I hope that um, you take note. Our next, <laughs> this next quick note comes from Kay, who says, I just want to read this doodle bob looking bitch, Candace Owens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't <ready> for that. <laughs> you weren't. <laughs> That dry press out having bitch had the nerve to testify (laughs) at the congressional hearing on white nationalism that there was no Southern strategy despite actual historians and people who have actually read books saying no bitch it happened. Here are the receipts. (laughs) She sat up there next to victims of hate crimes and defended white supremacy and nationalism like the dumb trout face looking fool she is. And while the hearing was being live streamed. racist degenerates that make up the GOP base were leaving a cesspool of racist homophobic anti-Semitic and Islamophobic comments on the live stream YouTube had YouTube had to shut down the comment section wow I just want to give a big fuck you to her and I hope they at least paying her over a million to be the highest definition of an Uncle Tom also a hearty fuck you to YouTube Twitter Facebook the GOP Donald Trump and his cabinet the deplorables and all of the cowardly democratic leadership that refused to bring forward impeachment hearings on this orange bitch but of course shout out to the few black and brown women in congress getting shit done as usual shit is just getting scarier by the day and the longer that orangutan is in office and people defend or do nothing about the shit he's doing the more dangerous things are for us black churches are mysteriously catching on fire hate crimes are rising our movement leaders and black judges are mysteriously ending up dead and it seems like only a few people give a damn she went on and on and she also um put in some great sources here there is a podcast called gaslit nation that she linked i also really love gaslit nation um it is incredibly smart and well done i recommend that um there's also an organization called by the people and of course impeach trump now which is at impeach donald trump org. and i've never been more in line with anything i'm 100 percent for it but i just had to share this thank you Kay, because she dug into candace owens ass in like four simple sentences and it was everything i felt seeing that bitch let me tell you something black girls know black girls know honestly probably black people know but you get one good look at that bitch's head and you realize candace owens never had a chance 
she never had a chance. I don't know if she grew up around white people. I don't know if somebody taught her to hate her hair, but it looks like every attempt I made as a child to straighten my hair without my mama's help. <laughs> it looks like she went swimming with her white friends and decided oh to be God. cute, thought she could come back, rinse her hair out, let it dry, and then stick a flat iron to it, and it was still going to be cute. No, bitch. It looks chewed up. <laughs> it looks gnawed off. Her shit. Sis, I don't. Somebody needs to introduce you to a quick weave. Maybe a, she's a tethered. A f- <laughs> Maybe she is a tethered who snuck her ass up here, and the real Candace Owens is somewhere down there with thick, beautiful hair and. Or pissed. maybe the government really got it right. Okay, here you go. <laughs> she said. Anyway, they were for, to control people. Thank you, Kay. Like <laughs> thank you, Andrew. For your words. And the tethered did not have hair salons. Here you go with the fucking tethered. I am convinced now that the little boy was switched out. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, theories about that also. The fact that he was building tunnels on the beach. It's like, hmm, what you know about tunnels? Hmm, Mm, hmm, Oh, you seen these before? Hmm, Your brother's kind of weird. What's that? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Uh, Anyway, I'm done. Oh, okay. Well, that was riveting. What did she call her? Some Doodle Bob. <laughs> wow. Doodle Bob is Do you even... something I haven't used since I was probably eight or nine, but we need to bring it back, bitch. Woo, that Bob face sent ass, me. <laughs> Amen. So, Amen. All right. So my read today comes from, mm, I'm going to say your real name because you put it, Sharon. Okay, amen. Sima says, greetings and salutations, Crystal and Fury. I hope this brief read finds you both in the comforting and renewing mammy titties of spring. What? It says, dear flowering trees. <laughs> I was about to say, because my allergies are whooping my ass. I was going to let y'all cook since you provide oxygen, even though you provide it indiscriminately <laughs> when some folks don't deserve it. And you provide scene setups for my favorite running from danger sequences. Scenes from The Walking Dead that combines two of my favorite things, zombies and Michonne slash Jedi Guerrera, who looked so fucking good. I actually screamed. On Instagram. I screamed. During this Avengers press event. I could not handle her at all. I was like, I actually have to close the whole fucking app, girl. How dare you? Oh my God. What a beauty. Uh, now that y'all have caused me the embarrassment and anguish of having one of my favorite professors side-eye me in class because my eyes look like I smoked an ounce of Oprah's finest kush before class and I'm scratching like Poogie in New Jack City, y'all are officially my enemy. That's right, she's reading trees. <laughs> Since you are my enemy, I wanted to learn more about you. But when I think of it, y'all have always been some haters. First, you allowed my ancestors to hang like strange fruit without coming to the rescue. Second, for every whooping I have had with a switch, you are indirectly responsible. Third, I live in Missouri and the dogwood trees here smell like the back of Kimberell's neck. Oh, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, old meat. Returning returning to research on my new enemy, I learned that pollen is basically tree sperm. You trees are like Peter Guns, literally recklessly spreading your seed without regard to where it may land. If you're going to blast me with sperm, first ask my permission. Second, at least pay me. 
Well, I'll take my payment in UN since the country is done for and China is up next. I don't know how to pronounce that currency. Yuan. Y U A N. Y U A N? What is that? Spells. I don't even know what that Yuan. is. Wow. I am not at all cultured. Y'all will correct me. <laughs> Y'all are invested in chauvinism and patriarchy, and I am Fannie Lou Hamer to your obnoxiousness. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. I cannot. To conclude, I hope the wildfires of K. Michelle's taint burns you all into oblivion that the brimstone of Kodak Black's mouth engulfs the lot of you with disdain, Sharon. P.S. A brisk read toward my sister for, for forcing me to watch us. Yes, it was excellently shot and expert, expertly acted, but when the tethered people come, I'm joining their side and taking them directly to your house. I will be sending you my therapist's bill. Girl. And that's it. You're not even going to make it. The the tethered, they kill all the untethered. Yeah, I don't think they that's, have conversations. Right, they don't care about you. With us, <laughs> right, yeah. no, you saw they kill. Just, like, they have the one that they come in to kill, but they will kill anybody. Yeah. So. <laughs> they might use makeup and beat their face after oh, do some other shit at your house. <laughs> that was just that so That they funny. never got to. <laughs> She was like, the rest of y'all came up here for work. I came to be fucking pretty. Actually, <laughs> loving this spread Maybe of foundation. Uh, is that Fenty Butte? I'm so mad that you cussed the trees out for, for, for providing the switches that you got beat with when you were a child. This is well written. Me and my cousins used to, they had, we had a song that we would sing to each other when one of us was going to get a whooping. Like we man, No, you did. Of course you did. Whoop it with the switch with your clothes off. Whoop it with the switch with your clothes off. You gonna You finna get a whooping with the switch with your clothes off. Whoop it. It was like one person would do the whooping with the switch and then somebody else would be like, What the clothes off? <laughs> like I'm literally being taunted. You were ad-libbing this song. My cousins. Like Somebody needs this. to put a beat behind to one that another and make it a song. <laughs> of course. I remember, y'all oh do. my God, when my grandma would go outside and get a switch, I would be like, wow, okay, well, scars on my legs coming soon. We <laughs> got to get lit up. We got we just got the belt. We never had switches. Shit, we got belts. I loved a switch. She and we got a switch. <laughs> We got um, a wooden spoon to mm. the hands. Oh, yeah, that hurts. To the palms of our hands or, or a hairbrush. Oh, yeah, that hurts. That well. shit was trash. Uh, yeah, I have been also hit with anything my grandmother was could find. Yeah, just sometimes whatever's there. Reach, yeah. Right? I was, it was usually belts, though. Yeah. But she... <laughs> my grandmother, may she continue to rest in peace. Amen. She used to have a belt drawer. It was part of like this chest of drawers oh or whatever, like this God. tall wardrobe. And it's like it had one of those little metal knobs that sort of swing on each drawer. So every time like I was about to get a whooping, I would always hear her first her her slippers, you know, slapping their way down the hall back to her oh room. And then I would hear that little uh handle hit the drawer because she just opened it. So I knew she was searching for her best. Oh yeah. <laughs> and she had so many belts in that drawer too, of all shapes, sizes, colors, materials, and things wow. like that. So I always pictured prepared. it. I always pictured her just opening it out and then putting her hands on her hips, like, ah, which one of you girls wants to come out to play today? <laughs> like and she'd come out and just pull it all out and get a good lay of it smack her hands a few times to make sure she was you're giving you're the one you're the one yeah you're the one today <laughs> whoop some ass today man 
I love her. Ooh, we miss her every day. If I had like a heads up that I was going to get a whooping, I would do everything I could to prepare for it. That was the worst part, though. Yeah, that was, was the worst the part. Like when your daddy get home, you get no whooping. Like, uh, God damn, I am, ain't I? That was the worst part. I would go hide his favorite whooping belt. <laughs> One time, I remember, I put on, like, six pairs of panties. I was like, I'm going to do whatever I can to make this hurt as little as possible. <laughs> and I just sat in my room and cried and waited for it to happen. I don't think I will be beating my kids. I really don't. But Yeah, no, I don't think Sometimes I absolutely either. deserved it. Yeah, no. Like, I don't even regret being whooped you know like i don't feel bad about it yeah. and i don't even know that i would judge anybody that does because i did and i'm fine, <laughs> I'm fine. i did and i'm all right you know i mean but things considered <laughs> i don't I, think I, I could be better i don't think that me being spanked affected me in a negative way i don't think so i think of of all the things of all the ways that my parents perhaps failed me in my youth. Words were way, way worse down. than the whoopings. Whoopings are nowhere near as influential as some whoopings, of what was said to me. Yes. Whoopings had nothing in yes. comparison to words. Some of the things that were done right in Never. front of us. Never. And mothers, again, most of the times I got my ass whipped, I should have known I was going to get my oh, ass yeah, whipped. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely it was something where I had deliberately disobeyed multiple <laughs> right. times. It wasn't like I asked, <laughs> can I have another piece of chicken and got right, smacked in my mouth. Right, It wasn't the kind of abuse where it's like, damn, you didn't even give her a chance. You just beat her ass. It was... I have tried so many times with your little dumb ass. And I guess you don't understand nothing else. Deliberate disobedience. That was my mama's favorite <laughs> yes. line. Deliberately disobedient. Mm-hmm. I don't understand because I don't want to hit you. I try to use my words, but you don't yeah. respond to words. Yeah, I try to be nice. You don't like nice. I got to beat your ass for you to listen to me. I don't remember if it was Kingdom Hearts, if it was a Dragon Ball Z game. But my daddy took my games <laughs> away from me because I was fucking up. In school. I think I told this story before. And they all went out. Like, I was on punishment, punishing me. Because I feel like they all went out to dinner or something. And I was the Damn. only one home. And, like. <laughs> that is cruel. And I went into their room. I found where he was hiding the shit. I don't know if, I don't even remember. What it was. I think it was a PlayStation GameCube or something. Took it out, hooked it up to the TV myself, played the game. In there, in my parents' right. room. And I saw them lights hit the head, the, the, the driveway. Mm-hmm. First of all, that panic. First of all, duh, they're going to wonder, hmm, wonder why the lights in my room are on. <laughs> You didn't cut the lights off in their room? No! And furthermore, they would have still seen the light from the TV, even if I hadn't seen, you know what I'm saying? But it didn't matter. The light wasn't even the issue. I unplugged all of that shit, put it back in expertly, (laughs) zoomed out of that room and went back into my room like nothing happened and knew I got away with it. My daddy went and felt the back of that hot-ass TV. Yes, I remember you telling me about that. I got one of the worst like, hmm. ass whoopings. Because not only did you disobey me, yep. you were already on punishment. Yep. And you think I'm stupid. Right. And you tried to play me. I got to whoop your ass. I have to whoop your ass. <laughs> uh, you know, I will do my best to, to not, but. Knowing how powerful the words are and your parents' opinion of you, Mm -hmm. I'm disappointing the fuck out of my kids. That's what it is. I mean, I'm not disappointing Right. But but that's what I'm using. I just... I am disappointed in your black ass. I just can't believe this. Oh, my God. (laughs) My friend, her daughter was fucking up, like being a little asshole on the bus or whatever. She had just got promoted to bus leader or something like that. And she decided to be a little asshole on the bus. She she was feeling it. Now I got to go out here 
and cuss her out in front of her little friends on the bus. That, you gotta do what you gotta do. Apologize to the bus driver. I gotta apologize to the bus driver. Like you know, I'm not trying to raise no shitty ass kids. Mm. I don't know what's wrong with this little girl, but trust and believe we are gonna handle that ass. I was like, that's really what you have to do because your kids are out here representing you and fucking up, <laughs> girl. Uh uh-uh. uh. If it was Harry Potter, you'd send them a howler. <laughs> oh, did the howlers make it to the? movie? The howlers were in the movie. Okay. Yes, they were. You know who's not? Peace. Came over to. The- <laughs> You are so Where missing out. She said that Where fucking <laughs> Ron's peace? mama said that howler to the to the school. <laughs> he opened it up. <laughs> she said, "Where?" <laughs> <laughs> Go off, Mrs. Weasley. <laughs> Ronald Weasley, how dare you steal oh. that car? <laughs> You're missing the fuck out oh, on a great so they, cinematic they journey. The, they put, you know, him and Harry fly in the car to. They put that in. The you movie. said that you watched up to Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, did that happen in Prisoner of Azkaban? Maybe I. That it, was it, Chamber of Secrets. Oh, oh, was it? Where they flew the car? Maybe to I the school. All of it because you know they just put whatever the fuck and whichever the fuck. You are movie, such a little Whatever storyline they wanted to. They you need to go back did. and watch the movies. I literally, they are. So, you watched Acrimony. Okay. You went to the movies to watch Medea's big bad funeral or whatever the <laughs> fuck she was called. Those but are, you won't watch the Harry Potter movies. That's fine. But you won't watch the Harry, Harry Potter, Potter movies for free. Millions of fucking dollers. They for need no you, more you, streams or girl, nothing from you. Ha- you can watch it <laughs> for is free. Rich, I have all the movies. Good. I wouldn't go back and watch Medea Last Funeral. I would not go back and do oh that. Oh my god! I only watched Acrimony. They again get so much. <laughs> Better to first of all, no, they don't when Voldemort better. comes back at the end of Goblet of Fire, okay, because I just fin- wrapped that one up again the other day. Oh, you watched it on purpose? Yes, I'm watching all oh, of them right, again no, as right. I do seasonally. That's right. Um, <laughs> I forgot when Voldemort came back at the end of the Goblet of Fire. Okay, first of all, fashion like her back from the dead robes. I would wear that now. Okay. Um, so let that be said. But also, I don't remember their actor's name. Or I don't know how to say Is it Ralph Fiennes or Fiennes? One of y'all niggas will tell me. But oh, I think it's fine. I remember reading the book, right? I don't remember what year it came out, but I remember there was a large gap between Goblet of Fire, or at least it felt that way, between the book Goblet of Fire and um, Order of the Phoenix. So I remember... Him coming back to life and it being lit, they literally killed Cedric Diggory's motherfucking ass, no, and like it was like what, what? Like I remember it being so they a put moment. All that in the in the movie. Hmm. Why would they not put that in? Well, the movie? I have a lot of questions about things that are not. There were in lots the of movie. So, for Goblet of Fire, for instance, they didn't even really show any any of the actual games from the Quidditch World Cup. I think they only showed one of the Quidditch games at the school, and maybe one of those shits or whatever. Yes. One, the only thing there are lots of differences from the movies with all of them. But Peace like, caused so much shit in that fucking school. He was the reason behind so much of the shit that went down. But he in was the, ir- in irrelevant books. to the cinematic oh, no. journey. Oh, what about the Winky? books are different? Mm-hmm. The only thing that was like for me was I remember in Goblet of Fire they didn't have Dobby. Dobby didn't. Does Dobby, Dobby show didn't. Up at he's some not point? in Goblet of Fire. Oh my god! Neville, I believe, is the one who gives him the gillyweed and not Dobby. And I was what? just like, you can, you can bring back my nigga Dobby That's for Dobby's this shit or whatever. Like, Do- what? 
I'll be fucking so But I was today. like, the girls were probably like, look, we oh, spent enough I'm money pissed. on CGI. Oh, Tell Navisha that she could be the one with the ghillie. I'm not watching that And shit we're no done. It's not. too, you have to watch I it. Do, I literally don't, and I literally won't. You are so bad. That's You're not. missing out on so much I will fun. Be that. No, I the don't. actor who plays Voldemort, perfect. Like, I don't, he just. Mm-hmm visualized that scene so well for me. Like, I remember being in a theater and being like, hey, this nigga ain't got no nose. I am uncomfortable. (laughs) And then just his body language and movement was really great. And then from there, it's like, take off. The movies are good. They're just not the same as the book because the books are like 800 goddamn pages mm-hmm. and a script is like 170. Yeah. They have to cut, a t- they cut a ton of shit out mm-hmm. of a lot of stuff. Yeah. But then if you watch them on Blu-ray, you get deleted scenes and stuff. Ooh, deleted scenes. Do so the stuff that they, big ass Yes, the things book? that they have to chop out sometimes <laughs> will be deleted scenes because nobody could be in the fucking theater for five days <laughs> trying to watch it. You know what? This conversation is really making me want to go back and reread the books. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. I hate lot. you. I know you do. That's perfectly You're fine with the me. Worst. <laughs> I'm actually okay with that. So. <laughs> like, what oh my else? god, are we done with the show? Sure. All right, that wraps up this week's. Don't even know what the fuck. How did we even get into that? I don't remember. We don't know how these things happen. Uh, all right. This is the read on social media. This is the read.com is the website. Do you have any news this week? Um. Oh, I need to find that fucking email. Do I have news this oh, week? Oh, shit. Where is that email? I don't believe I have news this week, but I knew I had something I wanted to say at the end. I just don't remember. Oh, hate this season of Drag Race. Oh, yes. <laughs> we were talking know. about that. That was what I wanted to say at the end. <laughs> What's hate going it. on? I don't know. Oh, no. I hate it. What is happening? I love Vanjie. I think that Vanjie, win or lose, is going to be like a big successful queen just because she's fun and charismatic and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I do not care for this season at all. And when I like, I started to watch older seasons, like going back, I started, I think, at like maybe season seven. Yeah. And I've just been going to like then six and whatever. They brought it like five times harder and i feel like the i don't know okay something's amiss with these with these latest scenes and they they were shadier on logo than they are on vh1 wow which is no surprise but (laughs) yeah that's all i wanted to say i'm not enjoying this season Mm, at all i am so sorry to hear that but i'm also not really surprised and i just wonder is the backlash being directed at rupaul at all or is anybody saying it's not for rupaul's not my issue (laughs) something's going on here but but who cast the girls i'm sure it's it's not not her really you don't think so like not at all she probably sits at the head of the table at some point when they've gathered up a lot of you know the finalists and says oh she's cute i doubt that rupaul is like out here you know casting the girls themselves no i don't think that but i mean Hmm. i don't know either way yeah I'm, I do, (laughs) (laughs) you had to let it out and that is okay. I just needed to get it out because I watched this last episode and I couldn't even finish it. I was just like, I'm so tired. Yeah. The girls are just not giving me what I'm looking for. I don't, I don't understand. But anyway. That's real. Okay. Well, I can't find this email, so I guess I'll have to talk about this thing that I'm supposed to do next week. Do we have an acronym or are we just going to go? I'm fine with that as well. Um, I need to get some more deodorant. It's always to know. It's always good to know when you need to do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm a little sticky. It's a real important. I switched to the natural bullshit, and it's just, oh man. I mean, I'm trying. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> That's 
all we can do is fucking try. You're right about that. You know that. what? Let's just go home. Yeah, I didn't have an acronym. <laughs> Love yourself, be kind to yourself and others. Goodbye. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 